Recorded live. So that time will be before the my hotel. Uh feet on the ground radio. Sort of how Saturday. Brother Born. You know what it is. Come to get it in. Nice for the family. Started off like we normally do. Praise and eternal glory to God. Leave on the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Praise Harriet Tubman. Glory to Ida B. Wells on the spirit of Sister Fanny Muhammad. Um, this is for the house Saturday. And you know our theme, who's still portraying the African Revolution. So that's what we're basically going to deal with, those topics and themes. And, our other, uh, and that theme comes with uh, from, from the elder. And the ancestor, Baba Dr. John Henry Clark. Model off of his book, who, who, still, who is betraying, who's betraying the African Revolution. And we just updated it a little bit to who's still betraying the African Revolution. And so we try to work through a little of this, a little of that. Over the show's time, we're going to... Um, Make sure we have it packed in tight and right for the family. Already in the chat room right now. Give them a minute, give them a co host on and all that. Saturdays, a lot going on all across the nation. We want to hit on a, a couple of different topics, things that are uh, making sure that we stay down when we need to really be young. We're going to read this little passage, though. So. From the elders. From the literature, though, I want to. Read the honor. Oh, there we go. And uh, before I go, though, this later on this week, though, I do I have a brother lined up to bring him in uh, to expose some of the uh, underside of the judicial system. His brother was set up. Uh, he was uh, he was uh, captured in a sting here in New Haven, Connecticut, where the police rounded up 261 men at one time, hauled them off to jail. Ninety percent of the Africans, all in line with a. A, like a drug operation called Operation Bloodline, which was, which whose head and the major uh, capital cast cow out of this situation was a white boy known as White Boy Chris. And uh, he 
was the main supplier of the drugs in the community uh, and the main capitalizers off of the drugs in the community. But what happens is, is he is uh, being caught. You know, you always hear, you always hear uh, how the police are looking to get the big fish. You know, they're not really looking to get the small timers, the nickel and diamonds. They're looking for the nickel and diamonds to sell out, you know, to, to roll over on who the big man is. But right here we have the opposite. We have the big man come out and tell on all of the minions, all of the people who have very little to do with the trade, you know what I mean, uh, the minuscule parts of it. They are the ones who are, are uh, who subsequently are getting the bulk of the time that's being handed out by the, you know, unjustice system. White boy, major contributor of cocaine, talking about how he got two or three keys here and there, you know, stashed a million dollars in cash, got over a million dollars in property that he you know, came up on out of this drug uh, cartel. And he's told by the, the the judge that he's being commended for being such a good guy. And he got he, he got a chance to change his life around. Gives the cracker twenty four months in jail. Yeah, while brothers who was the low of the lows getting five years, he gets twenty four months. Brothers who was right up under him getting fifteen, twenty, twenty five. You understand me? They're not going for going for getting numbers, football numbers. You know what I mean? And, and, and he gets 24 months, two years. And told you go home. You was a good kid. You always been a good kid. And this was all due, and it's basically all uh, built on the fact that he's that he's white. You know how uh, white privilege will uh, move some things for you. White privilege, top of lawyer, and as I said, just having that uh, the complexion for protection, having that Caucasian skin uh, afforded him uh, the, afforded him the chance to be the, to be the one who told if he was not someone who was sent out there off the top because this is not unknown. I've seen uh, information where uh, the police have gone in, taken white people, brought them into inner city neighborhoods hooked them up with drugs in a way to be able to, uh, you know, really go big and abuse them in order to bring down black people in the neighborhood. You know, like I said, the small time when once upon a time it was thought that this was for the big time. And you do this, this for the laws, but, you know, people really get real, uh, you know, uh, people really pushing it into the street, the real bad people in society. But it seems as though it's not, you know, if you watch the system, you know that it's not anything like that at all.
And uh, let me see. I'm going to put this uh, piece in here. I've got John in court. Uh, I got. I'm gonna we'll put this in right here. Uh, this is from Dr. John Henry Clark, who portrayed the African World Revolution and other speeches. This is page 101, and uh, we're gonna put this in. I define pan Africanism as any effort on the part of African people to reclaim any portion of Africa has been taken away, mutilated, misunderstood, or misinterpreted by a non-African to the detriment of Africa. Therefore, my definition goes beyond the word pan, which means all. When I look back at the historical role and the historical manifestations of pan-Africanism, I deal with the first organized society in the Nile Valley when the people of the South and the people of the North, the upper and lower now, came together to roam a country not known to the world as Egypt. They picked a family to rule and called the family a dynasty. When that family had given to the state the best of its creative energy, they switched to another family. It was the beginning of dynasty, the beginning of royalty, the beginning of high responsibility in the state. The unification of the upper now and the lower now was an act of pan-Africanism, putting a portion of Africa together for the whole of Africa to be together. When the people of East Africa along the coast began to develop city-states and, and began to bring these states together in a trading network, which the Arabs called Balad al-Sadan, on the land of the blacks, you have an East African form of pan-Africanism. Now you've got a Nile Valley form of pan-Africanism. You have Africans moving together around the Nile Valley, around the Nile River. Later on, with the weakening of the states of the Nile, you have the beginnings of the great states of the Niger, from Ghana, Mali, and Songhai, you have the development of great states in, in Africa. When these states function well together and ward off all foreigners, you have another form existing within Africa itself. This, of course, will continue for a thousand years. Nations like people sometimes get tired and careless. You could say it began to fall after a thousand years, but the Roman Empire at its best, in fact, lasted less than 700 years. The glories of the Roman Empire have been well promoted. However, there were African states that lasted twice as long as that which you don't even know about. Once you know about them, they were better. They did this. They did that. The Romans fell for the reason the Africans didn't fall for. No African state ever fell because there was a mass degeneracy. The Romans overdressed, smug, and sick of war, hired foreigners to do their fighting. They started neglecting, neglecting schools. They hire foreigners to take over their education. Mass homosexuality didn't get on their nerves, got on their nerves. Foreigners took the responsibility of pleasing their women. So if a present-day Italian tells you that he's a descendant of an ancient Roman, do not laugh directly in his face. Have good manners. Cut your hands. He is the bastard child of a bastard child. One of our relatives over there passing, 
This is why they're so brutal on us because we know their name and their game. All these Mediterranean mulattoes getting over at our expense. That includes all the Spaniards who were once part of us once they boasted about it. Let's get back to Pan-Africanism because that's another lecture over there. Um, with the rise of Islam, you have a form of religious gangster pan-Africanism. I know I'm in trouble, but that's my job. The Arabs have swept out the East and conquered North Africa with religious gangsters then and they're religious gangsters now. In spite of that little drama called the Persian War and the scene where nobody can win, that's another situation. The Africans have already grown sick of only rulers who have taken over Christianity and have mutilated it to the point where Christianity became revolting. These Africans would welcome the Arabs because they thought the Arabs would get the Romans off their backs. The Arabs did get the Romans off their backs and replaced the Romans on their backs where they still are. The main point here is when Islam spread in the inner West Africa because Africans are Puritans, we are true believers. We out Pope the Pope and we out Muhammad Muhammad. The Africans who have been converted by the Arabs went to North Africa. Who have been converted by the Arabs went to North Africa and told those Arabs, "You are not properly observing the faith." Finally, Gebel Tariq moved over and conquered Spain. The Arabs' control over Spain did not take place until 50 years later. The books on the subject used to be hard to find. They are starting to be republished in paperbacks now. Read Stanley Lane Poole's work, "The Story of the Moors in Spain." Read John G. Jackson's introduction to that book. If you have John Jackson's book, Introduction to African Civilization, read his chapters. Read his chapters, The Africans and the Civilizing of Europe. If you're fortunate enough to have Eleanor Hoffman's book, Realm of the Evening Star, Morocco and the Land of the Moors, read the chapter on the race of Timbuktu. It tells how the Arabs from the north of Muslims destroyed Timbuktu and the land of the black Muslims. You will lose your romance with the religion because their religion in time, anytime it suited itself to do so, has never hesitated and turning on Africans. Alright. And that's from uh, Dr. John Henry Clark, African World Revolution, and other speeches.
So a lot of times we work, and we work at certain corporate businesses. We work as nurses, doctors, even manufacturers at some of the still remaining manufacturing jobs. These things are not guaranteed turn over to your children. This is my main thing about why you should be doing something of your own and not looking for someone to give you a check, but looking to pay yourself because nobody's going to pay you like you pay yourself. So I think that we should be working at that. It's making sure that we're self-sustainable by working for our own selves. And even if we work for our own selves to open up business in order to hire our people, we still need to have our people working for us because we need to, because our people need to be treated right. You know, a lot of times they go to these places and, and a lot of places of work treat us exactly how you know they think about it. But we'll be trapped into having to go here because if you don't go, then you won't be able to pay your bills. You'll be trapped at an $8 an hour job, $8.50 an hour. You'll be trapped working at this same job for four, five years, working at the same job, not getting a pay increase at all because of, uh, of how uh, the economy is going and because we're not utilizing the fact that we know each other to exercise a greater buying power when we go out to purchase things. And other things that I see going on. I don't know what's going on. My question is acting funny. I don't know. I can't see on the chat room, not in the chat room, whatever it is. Just messing up back and forth. Well, anyway, as I was saying, you know, we have a situation like that where we, where, uh, we have to pull ourselves together to strengthen our, our firepower and strengthen up uh, our out, what it does, it also not the unity is, is goes beyond the box, but also by unifying as uh, black entrepreneurs, uh, people who have their own business. You know, what we have to do is pitch together to show that image to the people who are coming up that. There are other ways in order for you to be able to survive here. It's just survival should not or does not or does not have to rely on oils being sold or, you know, on uh, just one thing being done. But you will have a network of people, you know what I'm saying, making sure that you get this thing rocking and happening. But uh, as I said, you know, I see our people, and a lot of people don't look at business done by Africans, their own self as, as business. This is, is so sad, and it hurts. When it does, it hurts. It, you know, it, it, it does. It makes, you know, when you talk to your people on a regular basis, any people that you, you deal with and they uh, come at you with that attitude, it's just like, damn. You know, you can really feel, it really makes you feel the 
uh, grasp of racism, white supremacy, where we can look at each other and see each other uh, and see monetary being passed back and forth, see economics being generated, seeing currency generating energy, you know what I'm saying, seeing these things happening, but still not recognizing them as things that are good, but recognizing it as bad, seeing that, oh, if if you're not into the system that should be, then whatever you're doing is no good, you know. And a lot of time, a lot of our people who do that, though, they hating because they ain't doing that themselves. Most people who don't like what you're doing, I think ain't nobody else doing that because they're not doing that. So get busy out there and put that work in, you know. So uh, if a person does have a question, you you have something that you, you know, you can show and prove on what you've been into and what you've been doing. Oh, man. I'm trying to All right, all right, I'm back. Let's get the get this thing started going. Black Power, what's going on out there tonight, family? Is that is that my sister out there? Let me see. Is sister Camille out there? No, well, no, she'll be in soon. No, Family lined up. No, all right then. Well, Black Power, what's going on out there, family? It's sort out Saturday. Um, who's still betraying the African Revolution? And you don't want to be someone helping to hinder our revolution, you know. Uh, and another thing, another thing. Let me let me say this too. Another thing is a lot of people aren't really for Africans to revolt or don't want us to afraid of any type of change in the status quo because they, they don't know what the change will encompass. They, you know, um, a lot of our people, we have become complacent and comfortable. You know what I mean? We become extra comfortable with the, the lifestyle that we have. We become extra comfortable with, uh, you know, as our brother say, going to the going to the refrigerator at one o'clock in the morning, getting a cup of Kool Aid. We become very comfortable with this, and with that, and with that comfortability, you know, is uh, is eating that comfortability with such a such a. Uh, A destructive system, becoming comfortable with such a destructive system is nothing but detrimental. You know what I mean to the to to any and everybody. You know, anytime you become comfortable with anything uh, as dangerous as this, it it, it will harm you. Um, with irreparable damages will be done. You know, I live in a city where we have an outdoor police gun range in the community. You know, and it is irreparable damage being done to the psyches of the people in the community having to hear uh, hundreds and hundreds of rounds of live ammunition going on, going off in your community. 
having having um middle school, high school, elementary school children um hear these sounds during their school hours is is gonna have a very negative impact on their psyche, you know, and this is what we have going on in, in our community. So we have to uh be aware of those things that are detriments and hindrances inside our community and start to uh fight against them. But as I was saying when you, you know we talk about revolution, a lot of times people seem like the gun range, I've spoken to people who are a little older than me on the on how long it's been there uh, on things that can be done to help get it move and the majority of them are just into the mindset, well, listen, they, they speak to me as though, well, listen, it's been here for 30 years. What can we do? But, you know, and then they tell you nobody wants to stand up as though they are nobody and as though they're talking to somebody who's a nobody also, you know. And when you're willing to stand up, that's when people disappear because they don't want the hard way standing up. They want the easy way. They won't be nice. They won't be nice, you know. That's why most of you know, a lot of people don't fuck with me. They want to be, you know, they don't want to deal with the people, but they want to be nice about it. And I'm not worried about being nice. I ain't worried about not being nice. I'm just going to be me. I'm just going to be me. I'm not going to be afraid, though. I, I know that. I know that. I'm not going to be afraid. I remember them times of being shook when I seen the police. I won't be shook any longer. But just we have to learn to push each other forward and not pull out pull each other pull each other down, man. It's hard out here. Uh, uh and one more thing though, we have definitely want to tell the people though that we'll be hitting back to the relationship shows too. Um we're coming up in the next two weeks. We'll be back on that. We'll be back on that. And um, I was speaking on who's still betraying the African Revolution. You know, as I spoke earlier, I spoke on how the uh, 90%, over 200 brothers were locked up in a drug gang suite. And as I said, I was speaking to one of the brothers who was caught up in this suite, and he happened to be caught where he's, you know, they're trying to hit him with conspiracy, and that's because he knew a guy who knew a guy. He he knew a guy who did business, had them talk to him a couple times. Don't have no recordings of him talking, talking the kind of business that they're looking into. Just got a recording of him saying he's not fucking with the dude, but brother is he's locked up over thirty months on that. Find it, get it right. He accepts plea, gets uh, accepts his plea, but then finds out that he's done something wrong. He vacates the plea. He vacates the plea, and is appealing it now. And um, you know, we're hopefully we'll have the brother on next week so he can just give us some insight to how they railroaded him in the courtroom and how um, how this rich cracker, how this cracker got paid 
off of the off of the cocaine uh 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 distribution business and then when it came time to get the big dogs, he rolled over on all the small towers and and damn near got set free. You know, twenty four twenty four months, uh and you got and, and you they know you got three keys of coach Kane, you go only twenty four months, you tell on yourself that yeah, I got a million dollars in cash and a million dollars in property. You only get 24 months. And, man, we know you did a lot of talking. We know you did a whole lot of talking on a whole lot of people. And so, you know, that's one of the things that they came in. So, you know, you almost, in order to not fuck up our revolution, man, stop dealing with crackers. And I'm not saying stop dealing with crackers like I'm okay with the uh, selling of the cocaine and heroin to to African people, but I'm saying no. In, in any endeavor that we deal with, we cannot have crackers in our midst as uh, head liaisons and whatever type of enterprise or business that you're doing. It will rat your ass out and you be up the river like a lot of brothers. I, I got another brother named Scoop who he's locked up right now for the same type of fuckery. The white boy told, and he ended up, the white boy told, he ended up with super big. He's doing a super big. And me and him, we have put together a uh, a program called Song, actually called Song, Saving Our Next Generation of Sons. But because of, the legal action that happened, it, it, we end up not being able to, you know, it, it's on a hold up. Well, we're working a couple things with his mother, but we're, uh, and, and as soon as they get rocking, they get rocking and rolling right, I'm going to definitely have the queen come on through, at least so she can tell the things that she's been doing with the program. Uh, and she's looking into helping uh, people who've been incarcerated. You know, the brother mother had been a, a CEO once before, so she know she know what's going on in there. She's not blind to the system. You know what I mean? But um, as I said, though, our brothers are being railroaded in into these places. You know, just uh, cattled in into the, into the slave into these slave camps, and we and we're not having enough noise about it and. We're going to have to, uh, I don't even want to say that, but we, we need a lot, I'm going to say we need a lot more noise. We need a lot more noise out here behind a lot of these political prisons. Saying that, another gentleman, friend of mine, um, the elders, one of my elders that I, you know, I talked to, he just, uh, the brother did 28 years straight, right? 28 come home from doing 28, got lifetime parole. He just got stopped for busted lights on his on his vehicle. From busted lights on his vehicle, they arrest him. He gets slapped with a DNR because he got lifetime parole. They're trying to hit him. They're trying, to, they're trying to give him the rest of his lifetime parole. Now, when you give a person the best of lifetime parole, I mean, they just, you're just going to put them in there an indefinite amount of time. 
I'm like, yo, this is some of the craziest shit I've ever heard. You know, well, this is how they're doing our family members, man. And, and we still locked up our goddamn self. Don't think because you walk in the block that you ain't locked up when all you do is walk the block. No God put no cages on there. You know don't go to the east side. You know. You know what I'm saying? God put no, 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 no uh, barbed wire around that block. They blocked in. And so that's what's going on out here, a couple different things. But I want them things to stay in your mind about what's going on with our people. And if you got people who down, send a couple letters out. You don't even got to send no bread. But if you send brothers just correspondence, our brothers need correspondence. So uh, I know what I'll do, though. What I'll do is I'll get a list of some political prisoners. And, and you know, you know brothers in your own community. That you can just drop them a kite. Just drop them a kite, man. It's going to cost you as much as that piece of paper, the envelope, and the stamp. Just drop a kite. Uh, just, to, just to let them know that you're still king, that they that they still thought of. No, don't let them slip off in the darkness while they're in there. Don't let them, let them know that they're not forgotten. All right? Mm. With that being said, though, Black Power B48, see you out there on the line. You know, um, fairly running, running man, you know. Um, so I'm going to have a more special caller calling now. They, they still get in. I don't want to put it out there, and they, and they only have a chance to show up. Uh, Sister Camille, that's you out there? No, uh, New York. Black Power. Sorry, family. Oh, uh, uh, Black Power. BB48. <laughs> um, brother, you was dropping some uh, realness tonight on uh, something that uh, we definitely need to do and, and, and stay on top of showing that love to our family that's uh, <laughs> in those uh, uh, cages, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Myself guilty as charged. And, uh, that's all, you know, we just got to make sure we remember our family who behind, you know, like you said, behind them, behind the wall in this, in this, in them cages, you know, just to keep them, to keep them away. And, and you know, if you don't want to just send the random people, like I said, there's enough political prisoners. Like I said, my brother, brother, man, brother spent 28 years locked down. That's political prisoner status alone to spend 28 years inside somebody's motherfucking prison. For what? Robbing crackers who robbing us. This is what I brother. This is why I, you know, I'm really, you know, this is a brother who I'm saying. When you look at the record, the, the, the record, his record tell exactly what it was. He wasn't doing no harm to black people at all. No harm came to black people. When, you know, my brother, he's from Jersey. He was living the Robin Hood life. You know, you remember back in the day. If some of y'all, you know, might be privy to this, but the Nation of Gods and Earths, when they first came out, they was these brothers was really some go hard brothers. Really go hard. They was about taking it how they live. So, 
you know, our brother grew up in New Jersey, and New Jersey is a, a place, you know, Jersey City, Jersey, Newark, Patterson, Elizabeth City, these are not friendly areas. You know what I mean? Not at all. Not by far. And so they grew up in a hard, hard time and a hard time when they, when they came up. Like I said, they got it how they live. And our brothers practiced um, the Robin Hood system. You know what I mean? They went to the banks, got that money, bring it back to the hood, and distribute. You understand? They making sure everybody eat in the neighborhood. You know? They're giving crackers that business. Crackers is the one standing on the end of them, of them sawed-off shotguns, 44s, and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? So they, these are the people that you have to look to and see that warrior spirit to harden them to to not um, to conquer that fear of doing something to our enemy, to reverse that self-hatred to not want to do something to themselves, to not see ourselves as the most easy victim, let me get them, but to see that the only one that should be victimized right now is the one who has victimized us. So with, with that, you know, I want to salute the brother and, you know, in like a week I'll know some of his information and, and see how things go. Hopefully he, you know, we can... You know, he can get on out, man. They don't hold him for the rest of this parole. So, you know, wow. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, man. That shit hurt me. But I heard the shit today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Brother came and told me today. They came and told me today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I, lived, I, I, was, I just moved. Uh, we live right around the corner from, from each other, you know. And, like, I see him on a, on a regular basis. Like, you know, he come by, we just do a little different work together and put together money. We just had the, we just had our um, annual block party, you know what I'm saying, last week, 29th. And, you know, it's just like, damn, he, he won the, won the uh, brothers in the community that helped the neighborhood stay a little calmer than what it would normally be because he's out there on a regular basis. He out snatching the youth up, choking to him on a regular basis because he lived right there. You know, I live at the spot. He lived on the spot. So, you know what I mean? And he's just out there just making sure things go smooth, don't be no whole bunch of trouble. Whatever you're doing, you do it the right way, the best way possible, so it don't be a lot of static and, and you know, friction in the community. You know, he try to keep the friction down. And that's one of the, the main things that you can do out there is at least keep the friction down because it's not like we're in a situation where there are not a lot of businesses. So you can just go out there and be like, yo, listen, I can, I'm going to stop all 15 of y'all from selling drugs out here. You know what I'm saying? At one time, but I don't have one business. You know what I mean? I'm going to go out here and gun hold and pull the guns on y'all and just, Shoot it out with y'all till y'all leave. Now, listen, that might could work. I'm not saying that it has not worked in other situations. I've seen it work. But I'm saying that that's the most haphazard way to make it work. That that way it will, it could turn up into something where I've seen it not work, where you end up, your house gets shot up for, you know, two weeks straight 
people shooting at your house, and you don't want that. You don't want that type of living. You know what I mean? You want to have a mutual respect. So once they, you know, once like I said, you know, once you deal with for some of you, when they understand the type of respect that you have for them, that you really want to look out for them, that you're not trying to cramp their style, you're not trying to stop them from doing anything, but you're really trying to give them a, a, um, a sound thought and a clear thought, you know, to make sure that they're utilizing good judgment, they normally gravitate towards you and they'll listen a little bit more. You know what I mean? So, you know, um, it's definitely going to be uh, someone who's missing community, man. Uh, and, you know, this this is what they do, though. This is the thing that they don't need to lock everybody up, but you lock up and you can catch them. You lock up the people who who have the mind to be able to bring the people together in unity in a uniform fashion and be able to create a consciousness amongst them. This is the ones who they always after. You know, we've seen that trickle-down effect happening over and over again. I say, that's real, you know. They they definitely looking to take that warrior general off the street, the one that can bring the youth together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the um, you know. So we gotta, you know, we gotta stay tight on what we're doing and make sure that we don't betray ourselves out here. So we got to, you know, you got to. You have to make sure you you watch and you always aware of what's happening, what's going on around you, so you don't put yourself into no situation that we ever had to be uh, perpetrated kidnapping on you. Because they'll find any reason, any excuse to perpetrate a kidnapping on you, you will be kidnapped. You know what I'm saying? Trust. And when you get kidnapped, you'll be kidnapped and assaulted. Hmm. I was just thinking about that. I was just listening to the interview with the young brother, um, Khalif Browder, the one who was the, the young brother who was in New York who was locked up at 16 in hell for three years without even uh, three years without any type of judgment. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We end up killing himself after, you know, because he could not cope with just being out. Basically, he couldn't cope with being out and living and having to relive all the horrors that was going through his mind over and over again. Nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide. His brother, you know, brother, he's 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 sitting there. He's talking about how he how bad he feels about himself because now he talks to himself and he can't help but to talk to himself because as a youth, seventeen. 16, 17, 18 years old, kept in PC for for months at a time. You know what I mean? When you keep a you keep a, a person in PC for months at a time, especially someone who's not even dealt with uh, prison at all, but a you who's not other, you know, certain youth, you know what I mean? Like, listen, okay, you got some youth who can go to jail, 16 years old. And make it through like they like they've been like they've been in jail ten fifteen years already before they even got there. You know what I mean? That's some youth, but the majority of our youth are not built to be inside a adult prison at all. And so when you take the youth like that and put them in an adult prison and subject them to all these different type of um, horrors that go on in there. 
then you know what you you know you we should it's like somebody it's like you you would know that this is what was going on. this was uh, outcome this was definitely one of the known potential outcomes of the situation with that brother was suicide just because of how damaging that is. That's a heartbreaking uh, story, and it just shows, uh, you know, the criminal nature, the low-down nature of this criminal, criminal system, justice system, or injustice system. Right. How many stories we got like this, That and and where the outcome may, it may be the same, but don't get that same publicity because of where the location is. Mhm. There's a wonder he got publicity. You understand? And it got, it wasn't major publicity. It was it was very minimal. And hard fought, fought. You know. Yeah. It, it was a family fought to get that out there. Mhm. Yeah, exactly like you said, it was hard fought. They had to fight to get that information out there. It wasn't something that it was. And people was wanting to, uh, you know, it wasn't something that was wanted that people wanted to be publicized, no shit like that. You understand? And then with the brother, uh, I think it was more, you know, once he, once he uh, uh, committed suicide, though, I think that that was a more of a push reason why to put the story out because it sensationalized it a little more. You know, they always looking for. Uh, sensationalism. I'm saying, but it did sensationalize it a little more. Just the uh, thought that after all of this, he ended up committing suicide. That's and that's when the that's when the worst things to feel like life is so bad that you want to kill yourself. I've been through a lot of shit in my life, and never been through nothing. You know what I'm saying? To the point where I, where I had a a legitimate thought of, you know what, I'm going to kill myself. And then, you know, and then to try, and then to go through with the with the action to try that. That's a lot of pain you have to have built up in you to do that. That's got to be a lot of goddamn pain. That's why I said when I seen that, it felt to me the way that he was speaking and he was, he was, um, mentioning the torture, the treatment in there, it just made me feel as though he had been, he he had himself had been raped or something while in there because it was just, you know, just the mannerism is how he told the story as though he couldn't say everything because it was so hard, you know what I mean, that he couldn't say it. You know what I mean, it was so harsh he couldn't say it. And I couldn't think of anything that would be more harsher than, the, you know, the beating is the brutalization that he spoke of than to have been raped while in there. Mm-hmm. You know, said European brutality continues. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Mm-hmm. 
but you feel me? I see y'all out there. And you know, it's a slaughterhouse out there. Open lines, y'all want to come on that. I'll add on a little bit. You got the right to tonight. If you're white, don't let, you, don't let no word take flight. If you're white, don't let a damn thing take flight. Mama, get off the line now. Black Power. Black Power, what's the doing? Oh, Black Power, what's going on? It was, uh, sound like Brother Peavy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Reginald Peavy over here. And, uh, I just got through talking with Alton and, you know, I submitted, submitted the information to his secretary and why he couldn't just, you know, take it simple and just call the number 724-444, you know, on Sunday at 5 p.m. He said, well, Reggie, I'm not computer literate. Would you please make it step by step what I'm supposed to do to get on? It's been a long time since I spoke on that show, and I don't know how it works. And, and, and I said, well, your secretary, she could, if she, if she don't like what I sent to her, I sent her the information she needed. She should have just, you know, let me know that she, you know, she don't have the information because this is not proper. So he said, in the morning, make sure that everything is squared away where it's simple for me to get on the show at 5 p.m. So that's what I would do. In the morning, I'm going to send another email to his secretary, and I'm going to explain step by step to her. Okay, Brother okay. PB, listen, right? Of course, B, could Baba, could Baba Maddox call you, and you do, are you call the show, and you do like a three way and just call them in or something like that? It would be easier to do it like that, you know. I, you know, I, I know how it is from the dialing the extra little code and all that stuff. But you yeah. know, it'd be easier. I went. I wouldn't mind you doing it like that if if you wanted to go like that. Okay, that that'll work also. Yeah, that's no yeah. problem. That's no yeah. problem. We want to make it simple as possible. You know what I mean? We definitely yeah. look forward to having um, Bob on tomorrow. Um, I was just giving a little information about this court case just from uh, his brother I know right here in New Haven. And actually, I'm waiting for him. He's going to bring me all his transcripts and anything and. Um, and stuff like that, and I'm going to see about um, getting Bob an uh, address and sending it down there to him just so he can take a look at it in his spare time if he got a chance to just to look at some of the some of the shit that's going on up here. He might not be like, you know, just to show you see what's happening out here. That's good. Yes, he he, he always he always uh, take on matters of the nature. He has no problem with that. Mm-hmm. It'd, it'd be so, good tonight. Yeah, we have a young man waiting on him in, in, the, in the car to, after he finished his speech this past Wednesday night at, at uh, UAM Forum, and, he, and the guy gave him a, a paper, you know, a bunch of papers. He said, "Listen, you know, it's going to be difficult for me to read everything, but I can sit down with, with you now." So he went and sit down with the guy for about a half an hour and stuff, and they went over everything. And uh, that's that's Bobby. He always he always been that way. So he, yeah. You know, he, go ahead. No, 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 I'll definitely do that. Like I said, I. I got some of the paperwork today. The brother's going to make sure that I got everything. I'm going to look through it. He said he's going to go home and make sure that he, he gave me everything. We're going to make a copy, make a copy okay. of it. I'm going to really rehand it out to the brothers in the streets, everything. Because like he, he said his main thing is he wants people to be able to see the paperwork mm-hmm. so they can see exactly how the court is just enslaving us again and just keeping us as slaves. So, he, you know, the brother really, the, the brother sat out here. He didn't even know I had a radio show. 
and we just sitting out here, um, you know, reconversating, and he just telling us exactly what's going on. They, the, the brother was locked up. His wife died. They told him, you know, you have to get a, um, you have to pay. If somebody in your family died like that, you got to, in Connecticut, you got to pay for the shares. You got to pay, you know, you got to pay for the extra duty. You got to pay for the travel to go wherever, they, wherever they at, and 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 to come back. So his wife died. They don't approve. They don't approve for him to be able to go to his wife's funeral to the day before the funeral. And so you know he couldn't go to the funeral because you it take about a week. Just to sign off all the forms, just to get the sheriffs together to be able to, you know, to coordinate everything so you can go. Right. So, you know, this is the type of, you know, the brother, you know, this is the type of thing that's been going on to the brother because he's been fighting. He's been telling them he wanted to go to trial on how they held him up. You know, he's like, listen, you know, like I said, I was, I just spoke on it earlier, but it was a, uh, a case here. I'll send a little bit of information to you. But, you know, he, he's like, listen, I'm not going to plead guilty to no time that, you know, where where I haven't done anything wrong. You want me to plead guilty. And then once, he, once they got him to a point where he was locked up for so long that he was ready to plead guilty, he was ready to plead guilty so they could let him, they could let him out because he had served 27 months. They was going to give him a sentence. He, he um, signed a plea for a sentence for 24 months. So as soon as he got to 24 months, he would be able to be let out. Uh, he messes around. He goes to the um, judge. The judge holds him a remanded for another for 36 months after he signed the plea. You know what I mean? And then so this one, he needed a, a mental evaluation because he had really he had beat up his lawyer, but the lawyer wouldn't press charges. The lawyer wouldn't even allow him to try to make a report on the fact that he beat him up. Because he beat him up because the lawyer wasn't doing it right. The lawyer was jerking him around. But if, if the court, if it came out, the lawyer messing around got disbarred. So the lawyer couldn't press charges because he didn't want nobody to know why his client jumped on him. But because, but because the lawyer told the judge that the client had jumped on him, the judge took it upon herself to go ahead and hit him with some extra time. You know, even though no file, no charges are filed or anything, she just took it upon herself just to do it. But she didn't write why she did it. So that's how he that's how he won appeal. So he's gonna take it to appeal right now. You know, they're gonna to try to try him again, but that's how he won appeal because the judge never uh, stated why they gave him the extra time. How he you know, what was he penalized for? Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's dirty everywhere, you know what I mean? It's just dirty everywhere. It is. It is. And the last, the last uh, hearing that he spoke at on August 11th, downtown Manhattan, he just made it real clear that people, they go to jail and get bailed out, that they have to walk out and, not, and, and just go to a uh, church and just, you know, for a uh, sanctuary and call the, the court clerk and say, it's, it's, this is where I'm at. And saying, you know, the vision of church and state, you want me to come and get me, but I'm not I'm going to a courtroom that I know is unjust. I already know that, I, you know, the cards are stacked against me. So he, he made it real clear to me, to, to the, uh, the judges that was had him doing this hearing that it's not about me. It's about the blacks and, and the Hispanics and the people in, in, the, in, these, in these jails and saying, you know, 
that's unworthy. That's 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 in, that, that you know that's racism. Just just straight up and saying you know. So any any anything he hear, it's like he he expect to hear that. Saying you know he doesn't see many cases like that. So like you know, this is how the system works. This is how the racism is. This is quite this is white supremacy to the max and stuff. You know, so he, he his conversation tomorrow though he want to make sure that he talk about Labor Day and reparations, how he tying these two together. In, the, in regards to like we going to be doing operate Monday, and people are going to barbecue and they're going to drink and they're going to, they're going to do whatever they need to do with it, right? You know, but he just want to make it clear that like the the Irish people they got a guy named McGuire, two of them that was supposed to be the father of Labor Day, and that's not the case, right? You know, he makes it clear with Claude Anderson. Claude Anderson says that we had white capital. And black labor, but it was so another one we missed was red red man's land. And so by he just wanted to understand bring that into the picture also. So he asked enough to go up on the on the on the avenue, Labor Day, with a million spectators and stuff, right? And put some signs up so people can read and say, you know, exactly and stuff, right, and saying what these young people that stand out there watching this parade, what they need to read and go back home and stuff, right, and, and research and study the history and learn and saying, you know, what you need to know because we actually just need to boycott. And you've never heard of it before, boycott the court. And people ask the question, what do you mean, attorney man, I'll boycott the court. How do you do that? He said, well, it was clear. Went to one of Raleigh. We know we took him to Bethany Baptist Church and uh, he stayed there for 35, 40 days. And then she left town and stuff, right? And uh, they, they couldn't come into the church and get her. So I already know that you can boycott the court. Stuff, you know, because if you go in there, it's going to railroad you. Mm. That's how it, that's how it is. And stuff, right? You know, we're looking at these attorneys out here now and stuff, right? You know, it's like our hands are tired, man. Like, you know, we got a, so much work to do, right? You know, just to just to, to get a, a, a semblance of justice. So much work. Cause somebody even want to step to the plate and stuff. You know, if we right now we had another social park case where people in you know black kids supposed to rape a white lady and stuff, right? It would be like they would go down to the courtroom and stuff like it wouldn't be like one black lawyer walking there and stuff and say, I'm going to defend this guy pro bono or well, his parents can pay for it or whatever the case may be. Is somebody in New York going to step through that? They have, they have, they have, they have silenced us totally. They have used Alton as, as, they, as they, you know, as they, the guy that you're saying, you want to be like Alton Maddox? You, you want to be suspended? You want to be discarded? You want a bill of attainment against you? And so if like, you step to that case, that's what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. I see, I see a lot of that um, going on right now. You know, that's the, that's the main thing. You know, they scared, they're not scared a lot of our people out of fighting in the manner mm-hmm. that, they should, that they should be fighting. And, I, and we see a lot of people come in to take spots. This is one of the things that I, uh, I see going on, though, is that we're, we're being given the uh, – the new face on what a lawyer is supposed to be. They even come up with um, lawyer attorney at war. Have you have you heard of the new attorney at war? Yeah, I heard of him. Got him, Malik Shabazz. Yeah, so you know he's been, he's been crowned the new attorney at war. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, you know I, I heard this, and you know, like I said, I had to, I asked a brother about it, about him being the new attorney at war. You know. Mm-hmm. How he got that title, and has he uh, uh, has he 
work with Bob Maddox, and, I, and I'm definitely ask Bob Maddox. I got to ask him, but he had, you know, I asked him if he worked with Bob Maddox. He said, "Well, Bob Maddox too difficult to work with." Bob Maddox told him, "Don't won't work with him. Don't won't work with nobody. He's too difficult." Bob Maddox don't don't like nobody. That's what he does. What he said. Okay. Yeah. Well, I said, Bob Maddox been around long enough not to work with some people because he got history. Mm-hmm. He been around long enough exactly. to say, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna work with you. Mm-hmm. But see, the thing is, like, he Bob Maddox is just no different than any other person. Like, you know, if I know you from the from the hood, I know you full of shit. Why would why would I work with you and stuff? You know, I mean, you've been down. I've been checking your record for a long time. Like, he had people like to understand the one that was the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, and saying Chuck with Lamar, who came to New York and stand and tried to defend him in, in, in that case that he's going through. He also had to understand Reverend Jones' uh, uh, brother, and his name skips me and stuff, right? But uh, they, they, when they first started the uh, Social Park, I mean, not Social Park, but Michael, Michael Stewart and Stan, the graffiti artist, in 1983. Well, he worked with with that brother. Uh, by the last name was, was Jones. I can't call it, I can't call his first name right now. So it's like, but they passed on. But he has worked with lawyers, Michael Warren, different people, right? When they when they when they, when they were just dealing with Elamine down there in Atlanta, Georgia, and stuff like you know, he has worked with lawyers and saying who who who's in the vanguard, even with the gentleman from California, and so saying you know they had the O.J. Simpson case. They 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 conspired together. They they talked together and stuff like he's saying about. Racism in the courtrooms and stuff, right? You know, and he told me, you know, this, this is not California. New York is a whole different, different, different monster here and stuff. You know, so you got to watch yourself here and stuff. You know, and he didn't last long in New York, so right? You know, Johnny Cochran and stuff, right? So it's not that he don't work with attorneys and stuff. Saying, you know, he's, a, he's he's an attorney at heart and stuff, right? You know, he just that you have to look back in history and find other attorneys like him and saying, you know, who just did not understand Bucko and Bow, so right? You know, and. That attorney and saying that that's supposed to be here the new Black Panther Party and stuff, right? You know, Tommy Ferguson and stuff, right? But he, you know, he, he was head of another organization called some kind of lawyers and stuff, right? You know, not so much, you know, the the, the party and the most of the people in, in that in that Panther Party will tell you that he's not our leader and stuff, right? You know, what I'm saying it's like you we know people usually and saying even even in in the Panther days and saying a lot of shout out, yeah, a lot yeah, of people, yeah, a lot yeah, of no, people. I know, you know, I've seen it. I've seen it happen before. I've seen it happen before. But you know, we, we um, I just, I had asked him. Like I said, I, I went and asked him. You know, um, exactly what was going on and what was his position and and things of that nature. You know, um, maybe might bring him in here on a slaughterhouse Saturday. You know, we might have to. We're gonna have to line us up a hot seat. You know, with a lot of hot questions for family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. But I definitely plan on asking Bob Maddox, uh, you know, just a couple of general, just general questions around that, you know. But I, I know you don't want to get it in on Labor Day and get our and get our minds right, uh, touch yeah. on the historical, the historical aspects to make sure that we clear on exactly what's going on, um, and, and and what the um, what the post is like of this mm-hmm. district. You know what I'm saying? I know you're gonna make mm-hmm. sure that we got our finger, you know, our finger on the post of the neck of this. What I can also do is to email you or text you, whatever, you know, some current things that, like, you know, that he would really jump on. Your questions that you got, believe me, you know, with the 5 to 7 p.m., it's plenty of time to give answers to everything that you want. But, like, you know, I know you're going to be, you know, asking other questions and stuff, like, and you may not know some of the current things and saying that is really, really exciting. And one of them is, like, his inability to travel. To, you know, headed to Albany and stuff, but to, to apply for that that hearing, always 
11 downtown Manhattan. And he was, like, detained for about a half an hour or so, right? You know, and uh, they had a court case up there that they adjourned. And so, like, you know, there was no trial. We was going to travel to on September the 9th. And well, that's you, one that's thing. Brother, yeah, Brother PV, don't even, give uh-huh. people, don't even give the people on the audience too much of that right now. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so then that way they have a reason to tune in. Hit me on the back line. And just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, any any bunch of information, you know, just hit me with it, and I'll make sure that I get okay. both. And so, you know, y'all listeners, make sure that y'all tune in tomorrow because you're going to have a treat with the with the barber, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The barber attorney, automatic attorney at war, the, the, the only attorney at war that the African has seen thus far, you know. We've seen a lot of people come up. And place their names on the on the crown, but we only see one still holding it down right now, and that's and that's on. Oh, sister Karina. Right, Paul, sister Karina. Black power. Black power. You got you got you want you want to add on real quick. What was going on out in out in the community up there in New York? You know it's Florida House Saturday. You know some things that's happening out here in our community. Well, uh, you know the the main thing for me is our community is really um, under siege by the by the uh, filthy police. You know, uh, we really are hostages. That's how you you know you have to feel. Uh, and none of them look like you, and and the few that do, uh, they only uh, they don't seem to have that kind of um, understanding or uh, relationship in terms of this racial society and the way that the police are commanded to operate under this racism. They view our community as one means of a cash cow and another means to terrorize and, you know, get all these sick, filthy jollies out on as well because some of the biggest criminals, or the biggest criminals, in my opinion, are the police. They break the law every goddamn time. Uh, Nine times out of ten, they violate your so-called constitutional rights, and then the court system uh, validates that injustice. So, you know, they all in the bed um, together, and it's the entire system. And I look forward uh, to hearing Baba Maddox uh, break down uh, the origins of labor and also maybe get into some of those matters as well. Yeah, you know, we always under siege by this beast. Um and it's more than, you know, right now, like I said, it's more than just a police system. You know what I'm saying? It's all of them together. But the uh, the media has focused us on these things. And, and I think that it's I think that it's going to play a dual type of, uh, let me see, it's a duality to them playing a lot of the media coverage of what the police are doing to us. Uh, right now, some of the states are, are pressuring their lawmakers to come up with laws in order for them to, in order for citizens to have the right 
to be able to defend themselves against officers when they when they come out and they are illegally, you know, if they are illegally coming to your home. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody got some noise in their background. What's going on? You, you got scraping going on or something. I don't know what you're doing. You're walking around or something like that. But if you could, could you mute your line? And I, before I have to go through the line, fine. But uh, as I said, it's a, it's a dual thing that they're playing because what this is all, they're ramping, they're amping the police up all the time. The more the police are able to see getting away with it, and and the more that you show, uh, you know, is you got the the, the the rhetoric of uh, you know, I ain't even gonna say the rhetoric. You have the uh, constant. Things of hands up, don't shoot. Black Lives Matter. Um, you got people, you got people yelling, "Fuck the police!" at the police and things like this, right? What it does is it just brings up that context so you can keep the war going. Even though the citizens and the police have always, been, especially the black community, have always been at odds. Now they want, now they are scoping it as the police against everybody at large. You know what I mean? And they're putting the police inside that same mindset. That's why I'm um, saying when you see that stuff, to to the, it, you become numb to it. It becomes something that is this is normal. This is naturally what's supposed to happen. You know, this is what it is. This is what it is. Are we doing it? I mean, we're getting away with it. So, all right. The next, the next stop, it ain't like you see. I don't even think police are saying the next stop. Next person I stop, and then next black person I stop, I'm going to tell them. It's just like, yo, the next person I stop, if you get out of line, man, ultimately, if you get out of line, the first thing I'm going to do is shoot you. Period. That's, just, that's, that's it. If I feel like you anyway out of line, then I don't like, man, I'm going to be no second. Anything that you do that, that scares me, that makes me feel like I got fear, um, is no longer I'm getting a taser. It's no, I'm going to grab my Billy Club, going straight straight to the pistol, I'm shooting you, because this is, this is what it is now. There's no Rodney King. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no look, man, they beat Rodney King. You saw Vaughn, they beat Rodney King. You saw Vaughn, they beat Rodney King. That was a long ass whooping. You know what I'm saying? That was a long one. You see how quick they killed Eric Gardner? They changed that shit up. Well, we'll be no, well, nah, nah. It's like that. No, the way when it, shit, well, fuck all that long ass whooping. You're just killing right now. Get it over with. Eight chapters immediately killed now. You know, you know it is immediate kill. Police brutality be the police that shot you when you live. What happened? I'm calling police brutality. What happened? He shot me. See, that's, where, that's how it's going now. Only thing you see the police brutalize is children. Only time you see the police beating up on somebody is children. They teenagers and shit. You, yo, that's the only people I see them choking out and all type of shit like that. Every time I see the police beating people up nowadays, it's normally teenagers. Almost the rest of the other time, man, they shoot you, you're a dope. 
You might you might live, you might not. Who still portraying the African Revolution? Every African, every African who a police officer and and know that this is what time it is, and you and you there right along with them, and they, they ain't doing nothing about it. Black power. A lot of words. You Ray Hagen's ass nigga. Use Ray Hagen's ass nigga. Go along and get along, boss. But that's who's betraying the African Revolution. Every black lawyer, every black lawyer that don't know who Bible Automatics is, you betray the African Revolution, African World Revolution. If you were in the United States, if you were the United States, and you're a black lawyer, and you don't know what Bible Automatics is, then something's going on wrong. And I ain't saying you, uh, I'm not saying you consciously, I ain't saying you consciously betraying the uh, African Revolution. But I'm saying that uh, because you ain't checking into the history a law and looking to see who fighting cases where and there and who putting it down and who who making a powerful impact amongst amongst the Africans. And I'm saying that that's how you betray the African Revolution. Revolution. You have to be aware of those who will give you the right ground for you to move forward properly. If you a psych, if you a psych major. If you're an African psychologist, psychiatrist, and you don't know who Dr. Amos Wilson is, you are betraying the African world revolution. If you're in this, if you're in this land over here, you're betraying it. You should know him. Why? Because you should be into African thought of children and adults. And if you put that in, to Amazon, any book, place, or anything like that, looking up psychiatrists, trust me, Amos Wilson's name going to come up. You, you scroll through the books, Amos Wilson's books will come up. It'll come up. Well, maybe not. If you, maybe if you got them, maybe if you've been searching nothing but crackers all the time, you know how the search sometimes cater to your damn thought, or cater to the stuff you already searched for. Let me think. Yeah. Well, them, them the most two foremost I can, I can think of. I can think of who he definitely can train us if you don't know who these people are, especially as an attorney or a psychiatrist or psychologist. Man. Straight up. You've got to know who Dr. Amos Wilson is. That's just like, that that got to be mandatory. They gotta be mandatory for anger for all Africans dealing with dealing with our um uh, our psychological uh, uh damage, the psychological damage that we receive uh, through this through our Mahafa, we have to be dealing with Dr. Angel Brooks. And I ain't saying you gotta get on the folks, just listen to his lectures. Just sit and listen. 
do his lectures. Listen to him three, four times. Just listen. It'll help you break through. He'll help you just be able to start to think better for your own self. Then you won't have to listen to him so much. You'll just be learning how to think better. And get and get his book, Blueprint for Black Power. This should be in every home. If you don't utilize every piece, use a, a, a piece of it. If you are adult and you got kids, buy it and just thumb through it if you don't like to read. Just make sure the kids see you with it every once in a while. So they don't want to see what's what that. That was in that book. There's more than the classic. There's more than the classic. Yeah, but yeah, Sister Camille, I don't know. You know, they laying, they laying low. A lot of people laying low. We we steadily moving through. I just, uh, I tell you, I heard some some very weird thing earlier today. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say. I ain't gonna say who did it. I ain't gonna put them out there like that. But what I'm gonna say is that um, I've seen a brother say that he called his mother a nagas, and he he wrote it in two different ways, right? And so I see these sneakers that the brothers got out, right? Well, no, first before I talk about the sneakers, I see the brother say this, right? And so the brother, and so another brother asked him, you know, he said, "Well, look, man, would you call?" Your mother a nigga, right? And her brother said, what you mean? He was like, she is one, right? And so he writes N-E-G-E-R, and he writes N-E-G-A-S. You know what I'm saying? And he put like a, 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 like, like a slash in between them, right? So, you know, you, you know, either spell it, either or, right? And so the brother like, what? And for you... Just like you an idiot, and you know, get your head right. No, I tell you, shit, just berated the brother because he because he wrote that right. And so, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, damn, what's wrong with what the brother doing? Because he ain't even calling his mother a a nigga like, and I like how most of us are, are, are say it. You know, he not he not calling. He's saying that his mother is is the the um. Uh, more ancient term that come up out of the Kiba Nagas, which Nagas is there for king, right? So he using he using that context. And I seen these shoes the other day that these brothers got called the guys. And I'm looking at the shoes. And I'm talking about they got shoes and hats. I'm talking about but these shoes, these shoes. Wow! And the brothers talking, y'all. Yo, when I say fly, you got to look these up. The guys, N E G A S T. If y'all allowed to in the chat room, y'all look that up. The guys, these shits is packed. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking about the brother's shoes, and I'm like, damn. Well, would his brother's shoes be bad? You know what I mean? Like, like, not that I think that is bad, but just how would a could you say the same thing? Like, oh, you guys. You you putting the gods on your shoes, 
That don't mean king. That don't mean them no king shoes. You know what I'm saying? That mean whatever the white man say nigger means. N-I-G-G-E-R. And I was like, damn, that's what, you know, and, and I just thought to myself on that. It, 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 it made me want to chime in and say something, but I just sat back and said, you know, sometimes some things go so far that they just went too goddamn far. Because, you know, I, 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 who would disrespect their mother? And then why would? And then when you see a person like, listen, man, if I tell you that I spell this word N A G, if I tell you I spell a word a certain way, you can't tell me that yo. So what? You do that, and so what? It got a meaning that you know what it means and everything. It still means this. That spells something totally different. Now you want to? Now what you're doing is you're taking it fucking just. You want us to obey, obey the laws, but you won't even obey the goddamn basic uh, laws of grammar. That if a word is spelled a certain way, it's this word. If it's spelled a different way, it's the other one. Period. You know what I mean? Like, if I say lion, L-I-O-N, and I'm talking about a motherfucking one that's growling and shit like that, but I write on the paper L-Y-I-N-G. Then no matter what the fuck, no matter what, this is what the fuck you say. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I just look, man. Out of this motherfucking uh, look, man. We can't call police right now. We in an immoral ass situation. Now, no, we straight is. We do right by each other. Yes. But listen, this shit that we running, man, this motherfucking shit we do, you just said a cuss word. Every fucking word in the English language is a curse fucking word. Every word, man, every word is a curse word. Since we heard these motherfuckers, they, we was cursed since we heard them. This English language came across the ends of the first African. That was the curse right there. I say. So now, now all of a sudden, some of this shit is cursing, some of it's not. Come on, man. Come on. That's, that's that amnesia right there. That's just total amnesia right there. You forget. You forget when we was in the bush and we heard this shit, we was running the other way, and we didn't run to it. Yo, you forget that shit. If we get we heard that new this this is enemies. I say, brother born. I say. Nah, you know, it just it just be well with me sometimes how 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 we, you know I'm saying, you know, that is what they call right into the smoke and not the fire. You run into the smoke, not the goddamn fire. That's like you, that's not the problem. That's not the problem. The problem is not, you know, uh, our language. The problem is not our language. You know, now, part of the problem might be us not um, utilizing the language correctly for our benefit. 
And we might have a problem with utilizing for our benefit properly amongst each other, how to, you know, how to speak to each other in a way that it benefits each other. I might, I might tend to agree with that. But I'm not going to say that the problem is you just called me a name. That's wrong. That's not going to be the one that sells the deal. Depending on how you say it, I'm you behind it. Depending on how you say that shit to me. But that ain't going to be the way to seal the deal and all of a sudden, oh, I got to fall out. If you can't say nigga, we might have a problem. <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, for real, if we can't be alone somewhere and you, and you can't say it, you know what I mean? You know, look, like, we got a certain language. See, I'm telling you, listen, listen, I'm like, where you at, right, from coast to coast? He's like, most of the people who listen to the radio station, they understand the language that we use. They can listen to shit. They don't have no problem. You know, they, they listen because even though they hear at times words that people call the, you know, them the cuss words, we inside an African type of uh, setting right here. So we know how we use that language in the game that African setting that we deal with. We not we don't we not we ain't we the regular we the regular African. We is not the ten percent. We not the motherfucking the bourgeoisie. We ain't them. We not that talented stuff. We not them. So you gonna hear the common people language here. Because that's who we are. We the regular people. And that's why a lot of times y'all cats be losing me. Because this is not about not having a, a, a large vocabulary, not having your vernacular correct. It's not, it's not about, uh, you know, you not knowing scientific terms and knowing how to utilize, you know, utilize them and, and, and things of that nature. That's not what that's about. It ain't that we can't do. It's not that, you know, when you're in the common place that you don't use the words. It's just that we more relaxed with our conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm in total agreement, Brother Bourne. Black Power family. Black Power, what's going Black on? Black Power Queen. Ain't nothing. Uh, yeah, I was uh, I'm just joining, but uh, I kind of caught the end, and um, I think I know what you're talking about because I've seen that tag. And I'm like, um, I mean, haven't it been six months? You still on that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, really, all this is behind a woman. Let's just be real. No. Okay, now I know exactly who you're talking about. No say. Work. That's even worse. <laughs> Still on that bullshit, huh? Yeah. I, I said I, I I wanted to chime in so bad. I said I'm not even going to do this because the only thing that you know, as a matter of fact, I might I might just put the brother's shoe up there. That's it. Just put a picture of his shoe up there and them looking so fly. Look at the brother looking so fly. I'm talking about okay, the brother has some red was on all red. Oh, oh man, he was so he was yo. They made me want to spend that 200 for them joints, and I like only to buy shit wholesale. I'm like, 
but they can't figure out a way to get the holes out. But them things was nice. The real city wear. They had a sick, like, polo boot type look to them. As a matter of fact, that's exactly what they look like. They look like they have some polo boot type look, but like a, a more rugged sneaker type bottom. But, oh, man. I'm about to put them in the hangout. I'm about to put them in there and chill out so I can see that footwear. I'm not, Brother Ronnie, we're about to put them in there. Did y'all see him? Remember God's shoes? I haven't looked yet. You said what type of shoes are they again? N-E-G-A-S-T. And they got a crown on it. I think it's like, as a matter of fact, it might be the double crown. It might be the double crown uh, on the Nile Valley. I can't I can't remember, but he got a cookie can. What? What was that? What was that? I don't know what that was. It sounded like somebody just slid in real quick. We don't have to put the brakes on the ass. We have to put the brakes on it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, those shoes, though, are very nice. You know, um, I definitely, uh, you know, I would like, to, I would like a pair of them. You know, I'm wait till you come out with the more economical type. See if I can get a wholesale deal. And that's something that that's something that I'm telling you. That's cooperative economics, right there. We. we you find other people who are doing what you're doing. So whatever you're doing, y'all can go in and y'all can get more for cheaper. Yeah. And to, um, since you're bringing up the shoe situation, I had um checked out that video of Chameleon there when he was talking about, you know, he tried to take that picture with Michael Jordan. And that's, that's some whole ass shit. Did y'all have y'all viewed that? Yeah, I, I seen, I seen that. I seen what, I seen what the said, man. I felt hurt for the fuck. What was like? Yeah, he was, 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 he it might be. Can you uh, hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay, okay, my bad. Yeah, um, he asked Michael Jordan, you know what I'm saying, could he get a picture with him? Michael Jordan just told him straight, said, uh, I don't take no pictures with niggas. You know what I'm saying? And then I think the people there try to tell him, like, man, it's comedian there. He's like, I don't give a fuck who he is. So, you know, comedian there, like, man, I just spent, like, Seven thousand um, dollars for one of your jerseys, you know, in the auction. And so he said, Michael Jordan was like, um, "If you give me um, one thousand five hundred 
for uh, one of my jerseys. Now I'll take a picture with you. Just straight up. I'm like, man, I mean, after knowing that, if a nigga go buy another pair of Jordans, man, I know you out of your you out of your damn mind. He don't even give a shit about us. So why keep, you know what I'm saying, putting money in his pocket? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen that story. I've seen that. I've seen that. Sister that was definitely, I was like, damn. Uh, you know what? It didn't even... <laughs> You know what? I I would expect that on a Michael Jordan. We're like, we're from real. I would expect that on my out of Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? He, you know, that's why I don't buy Jordans now. And and not I just I just it was always something about Jordan that I just didn't like because I just didn't think he I didn't think he was better than some players during the time that they played. And then after further research, I think that he might not have been. They just might have. Pushed it like he was better, but that's here nor there. Well, brother the messed up part about it is, um, I seen he done took pictures with Rob and Thick, all kind of crackers. Yeah, yeah, he took pictures with white people. Yeah, he took pictures with white people. You don't have no problem with that. But one take a picture with his brother, he need to be ex the fuck out. Right, pal. Shame, why? Yeah, but um, I went over a couple, a couple of different passages with Doctor John Harry Clark on what a pan African, pan African was, and from out of who, also betraying the African, the African Revolution, from out of play. Uh, off the of page um, 101 through page 103 if I got the book. And, you know, that's the role that we all don't know. Was, um, we haven't heard any tale from after this uh, evolution conversation, like everything done died down and settled down. Into a slumber. It's um the winter time is quickly approaching. So get your tickets uh, ready and lined up now. There was something about ISUPK that I wanted to mention about them as a group and them generally mentioned and. And these other brothers who working with masonry. Damn! Now I wish, ah, uh, brother, I wish you to call then. Wish you to call then. I wish it was on the line. And hopefully, if I if I say it like that, hopefully the thought gets down there and pop it to his brain, and he calls in. Because I do got some questions about this masonry thing. And their connection with the Hebrews and this lodge thing that Reggie was talking about, and all of this Hebrew lodge and, and Ethiopian lodge stuff that y'all mm-hmm. bringing up. What is, what is y'all connection? Because we know I read the book and I was the reference the Duncan's manual. Mm-hmm. 
about how the king of the lodge is solitary to sit on the throne. And he the king of Israel. Uh, I want to know if these nations, if y'all Israelites really, that's the question that I got from nations out there. Are y'all really Israelites on the land? And that's why y'all, and that's why we seeing this influx of Hebrewism into the community being spread by black folk and the, and the conscious so-called community. I want to know what this is and where is this uh, attack on Islam. It's such a feverish attack on on Christianity, Hebrew, and no, it's scarcely a look to Mohammedism. You know, be honest. You want to know what's going on with that? I really think there's something something happening with this thing right here, man. I, I'm seeing some connections, and I just want to ask some questions of these brothers, or whether or not. And see if they're going to answer, because I know that they sworn to some type of secrecy. And I wonder if their allegiance to Africa is stronger than if their allegiance to the lodge. Well, I, I, and I, I don't, I, I highly doubt it. I, I don't know how you can have it. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt it. You know why? Because as we talk about what happens to traitors, because there's no real penalty in the African nation, you can really hold your oath to the lodge over the ones in the African nation more good. So the oath to the lodge might come mm-hmm. with some consequences. Mm-hmm. With the oath to the African nation, you know, uh, you know, you might, you might get a consequence. You might get banned. You might. Or you might just get let in later on. People might wait a couple years, catch amnesia, and then you go back at the gate again. That's how they have flagrant Reverend Hagen. See? Ray Hagen was banned for the community, wasn't he? I was, I was trying to think about this. He was bad for the community. One loud back in. He did that shit on Oscar. He went a loud back in. But then later, after some time, after some time had passed, maybe two years after he did this bullshit in New York, some time had passed. You know what I'm saying? Maybe three years. Time passed, and all of a sudden, he was to be an uh, elder at the event. He had already been saying that. You know, look, man, I don't know why he won't make it. Brother Boy, you fame. Well, shoot, I just got through having a conversation with somebody um, today behind 
you know what I'm saying, Agent Reagans, you know, because our people feel like, you know what I'm saying, just because a nigga say a couple of a couple of good words that it's okay to keep posting the information. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to tell the dude, I'm like, well, you don't want to, you know what I'm saying, keep putting shit up after like that, like he is the person that you're supposed mm-hmm. to listen to because our people are vulnerable at this time. So, you know what I'm saying? You end up putting that shit out there. Hello? You end up putting that shit out there about Ray Hagan, then you'll get somebody going to follow behind him, you know what I'm saying, thinking, you know what I'm saying, everything he say is good. I say, Queen, and and that's why I think, uh, I feel that uh, Sarnetta TV is so dangerous, you know, um, by putting... Uh, traders out there, uh, people with serious, uh, seriously questionable motives out there spreading information um, to our people um, is really leading our people, you know, um, to charlatans, you know, really leading our people to misinformation. And uh, the minds of our people is such a delicate and precious thing. It's nothing to play with. You know, and I, I'm really offended by by uh, those types of people, and that would also include somebody like Polite. Ah, uh, Shane. I think Brother Bourne is talking. Brother Bourne, I, you, I could barely hear you. Huh? Oh, Brother Bourne. Yeah. Bye. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know where I don't know where where I was at where I was not talking, but I just know people let Ray Hagan back into the community. If I said there was a, a push again against him, if he came up with that flagrant shit, then everybody was strong against him. And I'm just wondering how that happened. Or uh, uh, why it happened in particular. But then somebody you yeah, you come on the line eating. No, I'm trying to adjust my mic. Family. Oh, all right, all right. I'll just speak. Black Power, brother. Hey, Rue. My father, family. Black Power. Yeah, yeah. We be going to shoot that Black Power, brother. Make a ride, Black Power, brother. I ain't looking at you. Anyway. But, uh, Brother Bond, do you know something about um, Agent um, Hagen, um, like, well, I guess, um, taking money from Sarnetto over a debate or something? Uh, like, he, like, maybe he didn't um, he didn't live up to his end of the bargain, like, he, he took the money and ran. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoever might that is, so you got to mute your drink for a second. If that's you, brother, right here, well, I don't know if that's you, but you have to mute it for a second just so we can be able to hear what your sister's saying. Go ahead, sister. Now you say I'm saying, did um, did you hear anything about um, Hagen's um, taking money from Sarnetta? Like um, he was supposed to do a debate or something, and he didn't live up to his end of the bargain. Yeah, oh, the debate, yeah, at, at Harriet Tubman. This is the people that did a debate against Wesley Muhammad and Harriet Tubman. He came in and they started doing some shit about the circle. Make sure this is how big your knowledge is. You inside the circle. He put things in a spell. 
And everybody put circles up and put them in a spell and then talk shit about Islam. He said, man, I agree with everything this brother said. <laughs> I said, what the fuck is this nigga saying? Wait. Nigga, you supposed to came from up under Ashram to come out and crush this shit. This shit ain't no African shit. You supposed to be crushing this. This nigga came up and said, man, I don't know what they talking about. Man, I, I ain't really know what this is about. You know, I I, I, I come here and I'm all type of dumb shit he said. I can't remember every every retarded thing. I just remember the circle. And I remember he yeah, said. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and that nigga said he didn't know what the fuck was going on. He didn't know why he was there and all type of shit. <laughs> And he showed us two hours late. He showed us two hours late with the police. <laughs> she could be was going to get him. Wow. Yo, but Edgar showed up two hours late with the police. I said, well, I was Somebody made a call to let, him, to let them bring him because the house is constant and polite. We're going to bring him back here. So I think that was a polite call. We know they're in the lodge, man. They're in the lodge together, man. You, and when you're in the lodge, you're in the lodge, man. I don't, I don't know what lodge it is, but y'all all got the same grips and handshakes. And y'all using the same password and all that shit. So, y'all man, all... Man, too many niggas on sign. That'll be fucking with the police, man. That's, just, that's too many cases. <laughs> too many cases of the cops, right? <laughs> cases of the cops. Yo, did they ain't remember the Kubesa knew? Kubesa, that's or whatever Kubesa, the Kubesa knew. The damn Hebrew with the with the with the goddamn uh, the Hebrew with with Hebrew son name. Remember him? He was a police. Remember for life and shit down there. Yeah. Oh yeah, hell yeah, that's right. I shake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yup, he was a thief. Look, I don't call myself that. I'm a, I don't consider myself. What the fuck? You don't consider yourself. Nigga. You the police or what? And then Polite say he love the police. Okay. For bad black people. For bad black people, yeah. For bad black people. I say, what the fuck? What kind of silly shit for bad black people? Where you get that from, man? That does sound like white language. If I ain't never heard of white language, that's white language right there. You for bad black people. I'm like the five bag. And whose definition? For bad, right? Who defines what bad is in these terms? Bad for what? Business. That's what we bad for business. That's what it is. <laughs> we bad for business. That's what the fuck the problem is. You somebody quiet them up. They bad for business. They ain't going to long problems. Woo. Ah, man. But, yeah, we definitely plan on having an interesting uh, show coming up tomorrow, too. And then, like I said, Hopefully next week I I can bring the brother in so he can give his story on his trial and tribulation dealing with the uh, federal justice injustice system 
the criminal criminal court system and the justices that he you know he done went through and his um uh, you know uh, a couple ways for family to be able to try to get out you know and so we just gonna get this get this uh, understanding from from a firsthand account of a brother being caught up in uh, a situation of just conspiracy and no transactions, no nothing, no surveillance, no nothing has been been had. You know, so um, we'll definitely have an excellent show. We want to make sure that family tune in so that hopefully the brother can come in next Tuesday and we can work it out from there. What else going on out there on uh, Slaughterhouse Saturday? What other things that people got going on in their mind? I know tonight the only time I want to talk about the motherfucking dumbass fag running around with the, with the fucking red, black, and green flag and, and, and people calling them in and signing it. You know what I mean? And, it's, and you know... Um, I'm going to say we're going to have to uh, buckle down on what's around here. I met three young ladies who, right, they uh, they got a, uh, a thing to say, Black Lives Matter to Hazen, right? So I, go, I question them. I say, you know, it's disconnected with the national organization. So they're like, nah, we're not connected with the national organization. We just took the name and like and just um ran with it. It wasn't waving on the on the bottom of it. And you know, we wanna put some uh, you know, we just wanna get together and do some different things in the community. Ooh, 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 ooh. So hopefully we can get this coming from but I gotta talk to them because I just wanna make sure that they ain't left be men. So, and, uh, you know, because that's number one that we want to do. That right there is going to be the ultimate say no go. But I like uh, the thing, the reason why I mention that, though, is because sometimes you've got some things that come about in certain ways that might spark off or helps generate thought somewhere else to do some good. So that's what I that's what I actually seen, you know, once I, I talked to them and realized that. But uh I've got a conversation with them, you know, on the morrow and see exactly what they into and what and what this thing is about. There's always, you know, uh, you know, see what what that's going on see that that the Black Lives Matter could <clears throat> have helped spark off some genuine good things out in the community besides the theme of homosexuality, queerness, and queerness there and all the rest of it. Because that's the first question. How do y'all feel about, if y'all not them, but how do y'all feel about that? 
got their statement right here. I'm going to open it. What do you got to feel about this? So, we got that coming up in the works, but uh, hopefully everything works out correct. And, and we can bring the ladies on and, you know, just help generate some energy, you know, see what, see how we can, you know, hopefully put the uh, message out there and put the information out on exactly what's going on and where people can be connected to to help the things go on in the city. Uh, uh, if y'all got some projects going on in your community, you know, just let me know. Send it down to blackpowerblock at gmail.com. That's B-L-A-C-K-P-O-W-E-R-B-L-O-C-K at gmail.com. You know, and we're looking to... Um, bringing on, you know, different guests as you, as you like. Um, but just um, send them again to blackpowerblock at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you put the subject guest. If you don't put that in the subject, your, your email is likely to be dumped. But make sure that you put in the subject guest. <clears throat> and that'll work out uh, great right there. I see the suit one out there. I don't know what happened to But there was a... Uh... Oh, so much attack. Yeah. Before going in and out, my computer is going in and out. Excuse me, family. I'm going to open my chat room back up and shutting down on me and picking back up at the same time. All right, all right, there you go. That's not going to pop and black power. What's going on, brother? Bye, hey, room. Uh, Mike, looking for you now, G.
lodged in a mystery system of their own that was separate from the happening. So I just want to uh, hone in on that information right there to see exactly what's what and who who people are beholden to. I'm assuming just like uh, what their religions of perversion, when it comes to that, at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, the crack of beast at the end of that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Because that's, that's how it always seems to be. What is the Kabbalah then? Who created that, right? The hats. The hats. And that seems like the one who always playing, who at the end of the day, man, pulling the strings, pulling the cards, man. I'm telling you, listen, man, there's certain stuff that you can't be saying, man, and you just be moving all over the country and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, so it just, it's not that you, you'll know that you just get, you'll understand that you got restrictions. You got to put that full court pressure on you. You'll know, and then you'll know if you're not restricted. But some people got restrictions. Some people are restricted, and some people got the, the golden uh, ticket. They just in the Willy Wonka factory getting everything. So that's why I'm, uh, I'm listening to that. I'm trying to figure out how some of these people just got the golden pass, man. It's such a, uh, uh, you know, you can't be, you know, listen, right? Baba Ashwa Crazy has been moving for a lot of years, and he hasn't been through all his troubles to the point where they're not, they watching him, but they ain't troubling him. You feel me? Because he hasn't been through that. So now you ain't going to be young. Talking about you for black power, and they're not going to be in, in checking on you. We talked about Cointel Pro, uh, you know, a little bit over a week back. We spoke on Cointel Pro. This is in effect today. So, you know, I know that, listen, high agent, you know, just in case you're listening, and if you're not, but how y'all doing? Because <laughs> they don't have no reason not to listen. You understand? They don't, they don't got no reason not to. They just, they just let the mic go and wait for you to hit keywords, and then they start recording, you know, for a couple of seconds, and then there's another one keyword pop up, they keep recording. That's what they're doing. That's what they win. You know, so... That's how you got to see that that's what it is. So say what you got to say. Do what you want to do. 
no matter what. But remember that they best you know. So handle yourself accordingly. Don't talk shit to you know, trying to go on the battlefield, you're right. Um, saying that though, we got a lot of people out there that's moving freely, moving very free. Uh, I wish prosperity on our people, peace amongst ourselves, and war amongst our enemies. But I don't see an economic goddamn come up. We can't squeeze. Yo, listen. You, look. Only a few people are going to be able to be left to be able to really get money out of America. You see who, you know, when do you sell? You sell when you got something, right, that got value to it and it's been holding real value. You don't sell. And I mean, you hold on to it. You hold on to it, you hold on to it, and you hold on to it. And, you, and then once you start seeing it break down, the first thing you do, see, this is what some Lord do. Some Lord had a house, you know what I'm saying? He had a house, the house looking all right. He let the house get torn down. And so instead of him uh, fixing it up, he just put paint over it. It's mold on the walls, he put paint over it. You know what I'm saying? He, he put carpet on top of carpet. You know what I mean? He, you know, he ain't changing nothing. He ain't doing nothing. She's just falling apart, falling apart. But cosmetically, it's looking good. So then what do we do? When Once you see that he has had it for 20 years, 15 years, he ain't got money out of it, even 10 years. I got 10 years worth of money out there. It's like, now I'm going to really do the whole cosmetic thing, fix it all the way up pretty. Now, why would a person have real estate that's making them good money have no and and can't find no reason to sell, no crime going up in the community or that. Why do they find a reason to sell? It's because they know that that shit inside is inherently everything is faulty and all they do is look good. And that's what they did to America. They made America just look good. It looked like you can just make it over here. So they bring in all the Indians, all the Chinese, all the Africans on the continent. All everybody, Ukraine, everybody, come on, buy a piece of America. Get a piece, get a piece. Everybody come to buy a piece of America. And they selling that shit out. Ball your basement. They selling it out wholesale. Get this out there, land. Come buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. And once you buy enough of the shit, you know what I'm saying? The shit's not going, and they're going to be the United States no more. And, and no longer will you be up under that United States law, you will be, we'll be all up on the United Nations, and we don't make sure that we're going to fight, because I'm telling you right now, they don't want to put us up on the United Nations. And I mean, the U.N. soldiers, they're coming through like in Jamaica with the M16s every day, no, no doubt about it. Be prepared for what could or could not happen. Isn't um uh, that with the J Helm? Is uh, United Nations soldiers involved in that as well? Yes, it's totally joint operations. 
and, but, and not only here, but across the nation, these same operations are being these same type of operations being ran all over the nation. They coordinated with other countries who run the same type of programs at the same time. So, This is like a worldwide war game. Hmm. And that's me. You know, God right there is disturbing in his own self. Um, I'm seeing footage of a black hole helicopters coming down. I'm talking about these black helicopters. The dude is pointing the camera right at the sky. You could see the helicopter before then, but this black hole is going to come up. You can't see it nor hear it, but it's there. Letting the men all into the building. Then also you hear you hear shots busting on. And they in there. This is the middle of downtown. Um, Seattle. Let me see how the Washington. Yeah. So this is the type of thing that they got going on. Then a weird thing going on was that but you got shingles popping up everywhere. And all the reason I'm saying that is because I was coming down the street. Well, that's in the sinkhole that was, oh, man. Okay. Like, like four feet in diameter. That's a big-ass hole. That just said, bottom out in the middle of the street. Now, who knows how that happened? But I don't know. Anybody got any idea on that? Can you repeat that, Brother Bourne? I didn't, I didn't hear your question. About the sinkholes. I don't know how. I was just wondering how they how they were formed. Because like I said, I just seen one when I was um, going down the street. I seen a sinkhole about four feet in diameter. No, I had no idea about that. Okay. <laughs> I know that shit was crazy when uh, I think it was a cracker that died. His uh, flow opened up in the room. Y'all remember hearing about that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, it was a, sink, a sinkhole that had formed underneath the house, and it had swallowed him up. 
Somebody was in her sleep. I think that shit happened like last year or the year before. This was recent. <laughs> Damn. A BB forty eight of that. That's some shit though. You sleeping and you fall through a sinkhole and die? <laughs> That's one of them six million ways to die. <laughs> yeah. That was a wild, reckless way to kill you. A sinkhole. Damn. Well, I see a mass of them popping up, and I don't know if it's a new phenomenon. I'm going to check into it, but I'm seeing it, and it might be just the media showing it more, because that's, that's the thing about the media is about how, what they want to show, what they want you to see. Now, I just come off of Facebook because I'm advertising the show, and then Christian up there talking about in between the 19th and 25th, the world, as we know, it's going to be over. It's going to be super flood, and it's going to flood you. With Texas, you're going to be straight, or we're going to be flooded out over here on the East Coast. When it's supposed to happen now? And between the 19th and 27th. Of what, this month? This month. Okay. It's going to be flooded out. Uh, I, I was like, damn, listen, man. I'm telling you, listen, I used to look. That's why I don't trust them. That's why I'll be trusting them, Joe, because I'll be knowing what they're talking about. Because I used to be, I used to, I used to believe in a lot of that culture shit. Not. And all of it, but certain certain things like, um, let me see. Um, I not no shit like the world going going in, but I did look at this shit like the shit might get flooded. And all of and I thought about that. And this was probably this was at least ten years ago. My daughter was little; she was little as hell. That's when I used to be looking at shit. that's talking about uh, fucking with Bill Valentine. I was fucking with Bill Valentine like ten years ago, and he had me in outer space. He had me with the I'm knocking and all the rest of the shit. So, that was about as much. And I ain't really in the I'm knocking. Well, how he was telling me was, to me, how I seen it was there was big black people from another place. But once they ass didn't show up, I said, oh, nah, man. This nigga was the bullshit. I said, this is the same story, and then I connected with Elijah Muhammad because he tells the same story about men coming on spaceships, asking who you with, uh, are you with them? They're going to take you off on a spaceship, and if you're not with them, they're going to let you go. Listen, it sounds to me like the same bullshit in the Bible with 
you know, the giants or whatever, you know what I mean? But in this case, they now aliens, you know, uh, and spaceships and shit. Hmm. They told me a while now, so I said, hmm. But their stories, like I said, I feel about them trying to sound like Elijah Muhammad. Talking the same thing. And then, like the Bible, the will within the will. And you know, maybe that's a spaceship. Well, and they can give you a well way up in the sky with many eyes on it. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, very fair, God said, nobody got eyes for unless it's to see. Right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope we put that up here with the black man. And that's how it gets you. You don't give you no room to wiggle out of that. You don't give you no option. It's not like he's giving you an option. You know, who else can do that? What the black man? There ain't no option on the stuff he say. And once he gets you with that, just into that, you know, you have to almost anything else. Hey, family, uh, a little, if you can't hear me, I made it, so I'm all good. I don't know if I was on the line he was. Then he was on. I was just in the car with him. Uh-oh. Now that's what I said. He was on, then he was off. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me Maybe my screen jumped on the Yeah, he went, went off. God damn. You know, uh, brother, uh, it's funny to me, you know, how you had brought up earlier, you know, uh, people still want to chastise other people for saying nigga or niggas or whatever, but they don't have no problem with the existence of Farrakhan, you know, him still pimping the people. 
even after the, the things that he um is guilty of. You know, I just saw a picture the other day on, on Facebook. Somebody posted with him. Looked like a cracker beast to me. You know, he leaning on Farrakhan. Farrakhan sitting in the chair. He uh, squat behind him, and they all cheesing his shit. Like, yo, forget about somebody saying nigga. Worry about let's deal with that. Goddamn traitors in the midst. Uh, well, it's just he just being nitpicking, you know. Um, I guess you know, say people that's not on that, you know, I can semi see their argument, but you know what I'm saying. But it ain't that big of a deal to spend all that damn time on. You know, like uh, old boy is doing. If this month, this this like four months. It's been going on since April. April May. That's that's about five months. That's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I respect people's views. If you genuine what you're saying, I respect that. You know, that's how you feel, whatever have you. Uh, and I hear the arguments. A lot of arguments are legitimate arguments on the mannerism on how the context, excuse me, the context you put them in. But at the end of the day, though, I don't think that uh, our nation will be dictated or um, our nation will be destroyed through the use of one word, nor will it be built upon that either. You know what I'm saying? But um, sometimes some people say one word can change a nation, but I don't think it's. I think uh, you know what? Mm, damn. Let me recite that last statement. One word won't be able to change a nation because this one word is so hot, right? And everybody uses the term if you're black, but if we change the context of what the word meant to us, that could change us as a nation. Well, we don't we don't look how to get the good out of it because that's so we can do with that to change the nation. Well, I look at it like this: how them crackers were saying, "Remember the Alamo," and they was getting all crunk over that shit. That's what the word does for me. Uh uh-uh. Remember that shit. What mm-hmm. the fuck did they do? No, definitely that. It's what remember is saying. You're definitely right with that. It always keep you. It always keep that in the forefront of your mind that somehow we got done wrong. So it shouldn't be buried because you know we already catch amnesia fast. That's the last thing that need to get buried. Black power. That's an excellent point. Mhm. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. So we got some amnesia extra quick. And here the day going tomorrow. And then you never knew that it was there the day after that. Mm-hmm. 
and that historical amnesia. The thing you said about Farrakhan is very true. I, you know, I think I'm going to tag some people in it. And just, uh, respond to interest in what is really going on. Who are you a friend of? Because you're a friend of college, and it's a no go. How could you be a friend of college and then say, uh, I think Farrakhan might have gotten the right idea this time? Farrakhan can't have the right thought this time. Not no time. Not no time at all, as he had. You know what I'm saying? When he came back with that conkling, we knew he had lost his guy's mind. That lie. That's one of them, that's one of them lie in his head. He's taking straight live soap, crushing up with eggs and all that shit. He's putting this together like a paste with a lot of Vaseline on his scalp. He put that shit in his head that you got to use gloves and you touch that. You know, boy, you got damn skin off your, your damn fingertips. Mm-hmm. One step closer to being a cracker beast, you know. At least I got the hair. Hmm. You said you got the hair. King, I mean, to do that to your hair for decades upon decades, you know, where new generations come about uh, fronting like that's your hair texture, and then I get the shock of my damn life seeing a young Farrakhan, and I'm like, what? That's deep. Self-hatred is real. And uh, one of the things that I'm learning from Dr. Amos Wilson that I'm really taking seriously is the fact that my personality and my behaviors are uh, are created. You know, my psyche is a creative creature, for lack of a better phrase right now. And really every aspect, except that part that is resisting uh, the rest of my psyche that um, has been... Uh, created by the enemy, you know, my personalities and my behaviors. And Dr. Amos Wilson is really, uh, his work is really explosive in that nature because it makes me um, really uh, look into myself, you know what I'm saying? Like understanding that, you know, My psyche is not a creation of my own, and that's what I've been doing um, these past years of studying and um, the continuation of that because uh, based upon his work and others and just my own little contemplation, I don't see no other way in uh, undoing and then recomposing my psyche under... um, for lack of a better phrase, I'm going to say an African-centered um, 
perspective, which will alter the, the, my personality and my behavior, you know, and kill uh, that personality behavior that has been me due to uh, my indoctrination by the enemy, you know what I mean? The enemy is the motherfucker that has created my psyche, my personality, my behaviors. That's just reality. And, and so people that uh, uh, come at, you know, others with this, um, don't the nigga word and all this, you know, I think they need to look inside themselves and uh, see what, the, what is the true problem for you. Because, uh, you know, there is a, or I mean, you was like that before, but you really didn't start coming at this until that situation had happened. And you haven't uh, stopped at that point. But if you were to really, you know, take Dr. Amos' uh, work seriously, if he was to take his work seriously, I think he would get off of that high horse, you know. I think that he would uh, understand that all of us, uh, uh, in terms of our, um, what we are, that's our psyche, that's our mind, you know, and, and that is a created creature. We have uh, have not had anything to do with the shaping of that, and when I say we, I mean like our parents, uh, those that are supposed to be your teachers, you know, um, we are not our own teachers. So, and if you do look like us, you're, you're teaching from the enemy's curriculum, so, you know, we are, uh, are are creative creatures right now in terms of our psyche, and I think we need to really deal with that. I say, I was um, kind of doing some thinking about that um, earlier about, like, you know, the different type of attacks that's been done, you know, on our on our on our psyche. And I was thinking about, you know, when I was younger, just little stuff like, you know, Goldilocks and the Three Birds, you know, um, children's stories, the cartoons and the shows. And, you know, we like to pretend and, you know what I'm saying, and play. So when I'm pretending and we role playing, you know, as a child, you know what I'm saying, there are no no black people for me to to look up to to do those type of uh, role plays and games. So when I'm when I'm pretending, you know what I'm saying, I'm pretending I'm, you know, whoever in the story or I want to be Cinderella, you know what I'm saying, a cracker. The blonde hair, you know, maybe not me consciously knowing that, but I know unconsciously that shit was fucking with me. I say, that's real. And it's so funny you say, Role play because again, these are words. See, this is what I hate about the English 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 language. I can't even say that shit. That you know, it's really non-specific, and it really don't uh, pinpoint what it is in connection to your entity that it's referring to. Like role playing, that's all sight. That's that's your mind. That's behaviors. You know what I'm saying? That's shaping personalities. So that's real what you're saying right there. That's real. And <sighs> messing with Dr. Amos Wilson's work has just really brought it home for me. Um, and every time I hear uh, people, our people say that, you know, they don't see um, us doing nothing. They don't see... Um, 
no way this system or this reality will change. It just makes me, you know, you're somebody who um, really haven't been introduced to Dr. Amos Wilson's work. You know, we don't want to deal with the reality that we have been, we are created creatures. I hate to use that because, you know, I got that from um, Dr. Walter Williams and his description of Serathus, a created creature, and Marianship, but that's really what we are. And until we um, reckon with that, you know, come to terms with that reality, we're not going to be able to undo that damage, and we're going to continue to have disunity. We're going to continue to have um, our people immobilized um, against genocide when it should be just the opposite. I mean, I need somebody to help me understand what has been the thing that has kept us as a whole um, complacent for hundreds of fucking years. Now, I understand that, yeah, I I guess I understand the child enslavement, you know, but after that period, what else is it if it ain't the motherfucking mind being um, shackled down? I can't see it being nothing else. Just um, that mentality, you know, like you said, just passed along from generation to generation, you know, um, taught that, you know, especially with the with the religious shit, you know what I'm saying? They haven't, you don't even have a chance, you know what I'm saying? When you come in the world, they already, you know what I'm saying, giving you that, that indoctrination at a young age. And unless you just, you know, rebellious or, you know, want to find your own way, I mean, you just don't, you don't stay a Christian just because it's just family tradition. That's just what it is. That's what y'all do. And you're gonna be afraid to question it, you know. And then you you add that on. You you have that situation. Then you add on going to the educational system. I mean, forget about it. You know, it's no wonder that a lot of us suffer from self uh, doubt. That we constantly question ourselves. Of have issues of confidence because there is no arena in that educational system where we can find a reflection of ourselves in relationship to the formation of the uh, information that you're learning. There is no place that we find ourselves. And then the only time you hear about yourself, then it's, what, during the 60s, the civil rights period. Oh, forgive me. They may mention slavery, you know, that period. You may hear about what was the fool that got shot in the Revolutionary War, some bullshit. Can't think of his name right now. You know, you may hear about Yeah, Queen. You know, but it's all within that slavery context, you know. And so you're going to... Then we're held about the civil rights period, and that's it. But nothing in relationship to the things that make civilization and 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 ruling rulership of that civilization, 
you know. So we we can't help but to uh, be fucked up, you know what I'm saying, until that shit is undone. Uh, sure. But we got the we got to tell our vision. We got the you know what I'm saying, the um I guess the the children's stories. We got religion. We got their education system. That's just a big ass pot brewing, you know what I'm saying, or, or basically mental enslavery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so we just really going to have to, you know what I'm saying, start pulling them kids out their school. Try to teach our own. Because I don't see no other way, you know, um, as far as you know what I'm saying, breaking the myth of slavery. Um, I mean, well, I ain't going to say that. <laughs> but um, as far as non-confrontational, you know, it's basically trying to break that at a, um, at a young age. I've been really trying to think, you know, how can we convince our people? Because it's hard to convince our people, you know, to do anything. The seriousness of the European educational system, you know, and how they really has really letting our people down. I've really been giving that some some thought. It is uh, one of the most single damaging things that that is happening, uh, that has happened to us, those of us that went through it, and to those uh, those babies that are still uh, caught up in it, you know. And it's compounded by the fact that the parents are asleep, so they're helping to reinforce, you know what I mean, uh, the indoctrination. They themselves are plagued uh, by the cracker beast indoctrination. They themselves are created creatures. So it's a it's a vicious cycle that uh, we have to fight to break. Black power. Black power be forty eight. Black power be forty eight. I'm just getting in on the line, man. Where's How everybody doing? Good. Black power. I'm going to do that in Carolina. Doing all right, man. It's nice sitting in the backyard in the woods. <laughs> just just uh tuning into the show, just got off the sleigh, you know. Yeah. 
Somebody got to do it. You know, make make good make more good little pieces of gold and silver that they give us. Make good in that. Because right now all the system is faced with that. Until we got a country we create ourselves and we can just put it out and it gonna work. Wow. Let's get it, brother. Cause us come in and he ran at the slave, working hard, you know, putting in that work, and for whatever pay he getting paid, and then somehow, somebody wake up, learn how to take a fraction of that. Maybe he'll take that and maybe that's a different one. But, there's something different told me, and how would they react to it? Yeah, brother, calls what else popping off down there, man? You know, it got a little bit, you know, it quiet a little bit, but it seemed like Baltimore a hot spot. I mean, not Baltimore, South Carolina. I want to say Baltimore. I'm thinking about the damn right. Yeah, you know, I think South Carolina, what I, what I see in the day-to-day is, um, you know, South Carolina is something that people around the country are concerned about. And, you know, I work in telecommunications and customer service and shit, so you get to hear random people's concerns outside of what they're calling you about. And, um, you know, I think there's, like, three sides to it from what I've seen. And uh, all of the the concern has the same level. Um, And I'm saying this with regards to white folks um, versus black people. And... The difference is this: you have white folks who call, I've come in contact with, and speak with, who, who immediately, if I if I say I'm located in South Carolina, for example, um, instead of lying and saying like, "Hey, I'm in Alaska. How you doing?" and shit, um, what they what they'll say is, "Oh my God, you know, can you believe what happened there?" Right? So they they're putting that out there, knowing or assuming I'm 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 African, you know, and then um. The more you the more you proceed on to try to not discuss it, they want to try to um, you know discuss the shit you know as if we are we are uh, together and shit you know. Then you got the other side where it's like um, you have white folks who call in, and when they find out since you know I'm, I might be located in South Carolina, they're they're real reserved. You get what I mean? And so their their perspective, and I'm speaking, what I'm saying is they'll be like, you know, black people, they're speaking literally on the phone on a recorded conversation, like, you know, uh, black people need to get this stuff together. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, you trying to pay your cell phone bill? 
and you you know this is what this is this is what's on your fucking mind, and so um, you got that side. Now I'm gonna be honest. Ninety-nine percent of the black people that I hear, um, um, you know, that that speak in reference to knowing where I'm located, uh, they're all concerned about South Carolina with regards to uh, black people need to do something to fuck white people up, and they try to get me to agree with them, you know. And so, you know, I'm RBG, so I'm, I agree, I agree, but in a, I try to I try to make it in a way so it's not so it's not. Um, you know, so damn blatant because it's a recorded conversation, you know. Now, people be up there like, you know, somebody needs to kill that white motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Some people be like, you know, black people need to join together and take this fucking country over. Don't you think so? You know what I'm saying? Now, I agree with that shit, but I can't say that shit on the phone. But it's a, um, it's a good reassuring thing when you're considering um, speaking with, like, 60 to 70 people in a day, you know, and you split it down the middle. So you know you got those you got those moments. I think white people are scared as fuck, and the old old white folks, in my experiences, especially in the last two months, old white people. When you hear what the when you hear their perspective on the way the world is, they really just want this shit to be back to slavery. You know, old white people just. I can't really even say how I feel when I see them motherfuckers because I know that they ass was there. Yeah, they was young. You know what I'm saying? They was young in the 60s and 50s and shit, even in the damn 40s. When you hear a white person talking about something, you know. I mean, even today I heard a white woman, she's referencing, she didn't want to say black people, but she said it and it was like, I'm not racist, I don't want you to think that and shit. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta you ain't gotta fucking prove shit to me, cracker, you know what I mean? But hey, I'm I'm listening. <laughs> it's confession, cracker, you know what I mean? <laughs> and they so, go in on they go in on themselves, you get what I'm saying? Wait a minute, so bro, you you um trying to answer calls for uh cell phone bills. Yeah, but crackers bleed their hearts out for forty five to forty five minutes to an hour about they they fucking <laughs> Bullshit ass life. I had a cracker calling today. He's like, dude. He's like, my my two friends committed suicide. Another one drug overdose. I'm I'm all fucked up. I need I need you to have some compassion for me. I was like, oh, you're not getting no fucking compassion. You know what I'm saying? Too bad, man. Not that I could do something for him, but there was no way I was gonna do shit for him if I could. So I just amped him up real high and just dropped the ball on him. I would have been like, you should do it too. <laughs> Shit, he sound like he's on his way. He's crying on the phone. Hey man, what's that got to do with you paying your fucking bills? Cause you you, you fucking crackers tell me that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You do the shit at work too. You be like, hey man, I got a definite family trying to go. Hey, well, a policy says you you can't get paid for leaving and shit. What the fuck? You can go, but you can't get, oh, fuck you. You know what I'm saying? This is reality we're dealing with, you know, in the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'm just glad I'm in a situation where I could I could take some of this this um, this um slave money. It's hard-earned sitting down in a fucking chair and shit, man. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not that much of an obligation, but I damn sure got to do more so outside of that shit. But, yeah, the job takes a lot of time out of your life. 
if you if you're talking about spending ten to twelve hours at the slave plantation to make money, you know you really got to make use of your time when you're not there, and you also have to make use of your your finances um, if you're seeking to get the fuck out of there. So. Um, I always recommend if you got to work, man, try to modify your schedule down to the point where you got more days at home than you got at work. At least till you can get to a point where you don't, you're not dependent on it at all. But you know, shit, we all know how we know how to maintain. In the meantime, yep, I can feel it. I just wanted to say uh, it was for the house, so I just wanted to, I wanted to say fuck the school system also. <laughs> right, <Kyle. laughs> Some bullshit going on. There needs to be a workshop to teach to continue to teach people about the reality of the school system. A lot of a lot of black folks is ignorant about the school system as it is about uh, who their savior is and shit. You know, the school system is going to save your mind like Jesus is going to save your fucking soul. That's some bullshit. <laughs> and they're both destroying you on the inside. And it's not saying you don't have the capacity to learn um, information from uh, wherever you seek to seek, you know, to gain that information, but we got to be 100 with this shit. It's too much too much information out there validating not fucking with it in the context in which we do. I know I'm enjoying that um that destruction of, of black civilization. I'm enjoying that book. How far have uh y'all gotten? Well, um I know Sunday, Brother Minkara was supposed to pick up with our chapter one. Okay. Yeah, I, um I made it to two. Black power. Black Power. Yes, it's, um, like y'all was saying before how it started off, it was, you know, a lot of information in that, in, in the, in the preview. You know, yeah, brother went hard. I say, I know I was impressed with, uh, the research that, that he put in it. You know, and the different places on on the globe that he went, you know, he he was serious about this. Yeah, and then I appreciate how I also like the way he uh called out the ones who who didn't help him either. 
He called their ass out. Mm-hmm. I shake, you know. So I'm just like, okay. I can't wait to get in the uh in the meat of the book, uh, you know. I say, uh, me too, Queen. You know, um, I got to pick it back up because it's the type of book that I know I'm going to get lost in. You know, meaning that um, it's going to capture me. You know, in such a way that I'm not going to want to put it down. I'm going to really go hard with it because the uh, like I said, the the detail in his research um has me open respect you know to the memory and the spirit of Dr. Chancellor Williams he gave it up for us mm-hmm. even going in about the um about the educational system too in there also. Um I think he said he went to a couple of schools and just sat in there just to see what was being taught. And um he said he, he went to the the best school that everybody was bragging about. What was that the one in uh London? Uh somewhere in Europe. And he said it really wasn't really wasn't about nothing, you know. Um, so yeah, the brother was going hard. Really did. He went in on it, and. Um, I'm glad we're doing this in the study group. Uh, we still, um, I understand, they're going to finish up the other one as well. I think uh, last time I had uh, spoke with Brother Little, um, I heard, if I'm recalling correctly, he said, you know, we could bust that down too Sunday. Um, are y'all doing a show tomorrow? Brother Bourne, you on the line? Oh, <sighs> Is it Brother Dan? <laughs> I thought I heard him a little bit. Black Power, Brother Boy? Yeah. Really? I said, mm hmm. Hello? Hello? Black Power? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm here. The sister was asking about the show tomorrow. Hmm. Um, also, this information to family on um, 
Brother John Huggins. Uh, who uh, died with uh, with a uh, uh, bungee, I believe. Hold up, no. Yeah, it was bungee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and UCLA, right? Mm-hmm. The job was from here in New Haven. So I want to talk to the people that I know. Um, let's see if I can get somebody to come in and give us that history. Okay, I wanted to read this little um, passage out of the Destruction of Black Civilization. Queen, page 25. Yeah, well, you was already there. <laughs> That's my power, my sister. Go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, love it. Okay. Thank you for the same plane, Queen. Okay, wait a minute, because I think our pages are different. Is this the one about the um, the effects of uh, education? Ashe. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I was going to go to... The first tragedy to note about the effects of this class education on blacks is that it further reinforced colonism policy of perpetual disunity in Africa and elsewhere. The line dividing these black upper and middle classes from the black masses and their basic aspirations is more rigidly drawn, and this superior, superior class mentality becoming even more crystallized since independence is an almost certain guarantee of future uprisings on a scale never seen. The second great tragedy is in the nature of what is called education. It is mainly rote learning, the ability to memorize phrases, concepts, and other required data. Thinking is neither required nor expected. Critical analysts and evaluation of subject matter are not required, but the ability to absorb and and recall is required. The brilliant scholar, then, is one who can readily quote authorities and remember well his bibliographical sources. So we have a generation of black scholars who continue to amaze students by mouthing the doctrines and viewpoints of their white teachers like so many robots without minds of their own. That's what you were going to read, Queen? Black power, black power. We see the underlying draw. Like I said, you know, uh, I tell you, people ask the question, what would go with a march do on Saturday? What the hell is that going to do for? Hmm. I wonder that. Why would you have a protest? On a Saturday, the day you know the people who are mad at you will be a 
Okay, so I'm going Brother Porn, I, I didn't really hear the end part of what you said. On what, on what part? Of, uh, you said yeah. something about Saturday. My freaking cops have been going out live out here. But, um, yeah, that threw me right off, man. Uh, Saturday, uh, uh, I'm going to pick back up my brain. Yeah, that threw me right off from my whole train of thought. Uh, you were saying something about why would you have something on Saturday? Oh, what would you, oh, why would you have a, why would you have the, uh, protest? Why would you have, if you wanted to demand justice, right? of America, why would you demand justice of them on the day that they got on? That's the only thing. Saturday, the courthouse code, it will make the law, House of Representatives code, you know what I'm saying, Congress code. So who are you talking to? And then if you really growl like that, how you get a permit? Okay, now. <laughs> this is what we you get a permit for? Come on, man. He's getting a permit. He going out on Saturday. They know that's to dissipate energy. Same day they have the BT Awards. Same day as a million Mark Mars is a BP award. And isn't it five days from the, uh, the original date of the Million Man March, which was the 15th? Damn. I don't know. The original March wasn't on the 10th, it's the 15th. Uh, and I'm thinking about it. I can't remember at all. I can't remember at all. You might be. You, you could be totally right. Could be totally right. I don't know. As far as I know, I don't really know at all. But I would, might. I'm just saying though. But I'm, I'm, I'm just recalling pictures of it, and, and, and it's more and more looking like the 15th of October. this point, you're right. You know? 
but you, you bring up a real valid point that if this was about some real business, why are you doing it when they all off? You know, that was supposed to represent the injustice that uh, you're supposed to be tight about, you know, all of a sudden. It's no different than the king of Coon Sharpton uh, having, talking about he having a protest on the state house with the Gardner case or the Gardner situation because there was no case. And uh, he do it on a Saturday when the governor and them is out. And to me, it just shows that, you know, they all in the pocket. They're in the pocket of the enemy. Running game on, on, on the people, on, on the family, you know, and it made me think of ODB. Shame on the nigga who tried to run game on the nigga. So shame on Farrakhan or... As you call him, what you call him, Fairy? Fairy Coon? Fairy Con? Yeah, Fairy Con. And I'll tell you something I find very interesting. Uh, Brother Rahe Rue posted a uh, flyer of Denzel uh, portraying the role of Imhotep, and it says, a byline or a tagline says, the world's first uh, multi-genius. Did you see, did y'all see that? With Denzel on the picture? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know if this is, I'm assuming this is real. That's supposed to be a movie. I don't know. No, I think that might be, um, I think that might be some type of sorcery. I don't think it's real. Because I can't see, I can't see the enemy making such allowing green light in such a movie. Now, unless there's some fuckery up in it, because that would shatter everything that they're teaching right now in their schools. Civilization's supposed to start with the cracker beast Greece or Greeks. So you know how would I can't see them putting out a movie. I, I would be stunned. You know, have to be something up with it. That the crack could be small hat green light in this. Brother Boy, 
Yes. Um, I'd like to ask you a question and, and the rest of the family. Um, when it comes to Sarnetta, do you see it as a, doing an injustice to our people uh, when he gives a platform to um, our people that are uh, pushing misinformation or pushing the lies of the enemies in, in terms of the various religions of perversion? Yes, in the context of how you're doing it today, yes. I would I would um I would be okay with what Sonata was doing. If it didn't look like it was strategically centered around certain religions of perversion. Because I think that you have to know a little something. You would have to have people come on who know a little something about the subject for you to go ahead and explain. I'm saying, so that's how, that's how I, that I definitely see that when he's doing that out, it's definitely, it's, to me, it's no good. It, it comes across, though, to those who are not conscious as consciousness. So it's bringing people towards something different. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't agree, though, with, with the religions of perversion. And I don't think that they should have a platform, you know. And as I said, I, I, I think that only way that they would be able to get a platform is during a time where you're just going to let them explain what they're saying or what they're talking about. Then you just jump in on that. I think I heard somebody call Sarnetta the Don King of the conscious community or something like that. Yeah, he is. I, I don't call him that before. I know that. I know I don't call him Don King. He is. He is Don King of this thing. He started hitting it off. All some of this. He's hot. Well, I love uh, Brother Little name for him. Uh, Sir Diddy. <laughs> yeah, it's the time. So I told you that we won't stop. So I told you that we won't stop. This joke is crazy. Straight foolish. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I. You know, you got to look at it for what it is, man. You can't just give a fucking green light to Hebrewism. You can't green light that shit. Go as far as to say, I'm a Hebrew now. Uh, Black Power, family. Black Power. Black Power. All right, this Brother Dre from Dallas. Black Power, Brother Dre. Uh, y'all doing all right? Yes, sir. Yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, uh, if I can, can I, can I answer that question with, with my opinion? Yeah. Um, I think that I hope that he's giving it a platform so it can be debated. And uh, 
I had watched the the film, the short film with Shaka Upmost and uh, talking about Zion Lex, and he said it. He said that uh, after after they uh, debunk uh, their ideologies and Sarnetta continuously put them on there to mislead the people, then the people should blame Sarnetta. So he he lit a fire up under him with that. Because I agree, if if your if, if the ideology is debunked, why are you giving the people a platform to uh, uh, spread the ideology and it's been debunked? I share. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to have shit. It seems like everybody coming to the same thought. But, man, it's only, and as you said, it'd be only good for the purpose that you put it out there, you give them all the shot. So if people can see what it is, then you can go ahead and take it down. And after that, you know, and then with the specific, as I said, he just, it's just this specific focus on the Hebrew Islamism, Hebrewism, or whatever you want to call it. But when you just focus and buckle down just totally on this one thing, it's just, it, it don't look good, don't feel good. And the people start to pick up on it as this is some. You know, maybe people put money lying in people's pockets or something. You know, you start to think things like that because there's no reason for them to have a continuous platform or their ideology to have a continuous um, uh, uh, platform on a said program that is, is um, set to deal with uh, African ideology or at the least, I don't know what, I don't know really know what polite is. Because he seems like he might be the be the head of the crown of the of the new covenant. I'm a two say two say or whatever, whatever his name is. But it might be linked with that with this humanitarian. But all in all, the platform is um is uh pushed as a African first, you know, black first, black power, African freedom. Uh, platform. Brother Ball, sometimes I wonder where do Sarnetta stand because he done been anti-African before. Like on that show when he said he wasn't African. Exactly. I heard him say he was so You know, so where do he stand? I'm going to tell you what Sarnetta stands at from, from the most part of what I see. He stands with Sarnetta. Sarnetta stands with Sarnetta. That's where he's standing. His allegiance is with something Between the check and the bank. Yeah, because he's doing the, he got to do what he got to do to eat. The rent too damn high in New York City. Yeah, that's that. I just don't know how you can spend that type of time with Dr. Khalid Muhammad, even if you just filming it and you ain't getting nothing from it. I just don't understand it. But if anybody else want to answer that question, come on, chime on in. So let me go. Let the mic get quiet. Y'all chime on in about this time, another thing. 
uh, and the uh, platform. I see our, our numbers out there. I guess the people, you know, that's the one thing that, like I said, man, if, you know, the people call in and they like to listen to the dialogue that's going on. This is a community. This is a community room over here, man. This is a community type of station. We for the family. We for everybody to come on in. Still cozy and everything. Want to just, uh, uh, just tune in to the information. Sometimes, you know, every once in a while we sit back and have a nice type of conversation like we have right now. This conversation go over a few things that's going on in the community. Uh, keep it light. We keep it informative. Uh, so to me, is there anything? Uh, how how do you look at the uh, situation? How do you see? Um, I I see him as a detriment. You know, um, I, I I don't know how you can give a platform to what you have said. You know, is lies and has done harm to our people, but like you said before, like I noticed they, uh, he in, in particular points out the effects of Christianity, its role in our enslavement, but, you know, he don't really go that hard uh, in relationship to the effects of um, Christianity when it's wrapped up under the uh, flag of black Israelites uh, when it comes to the Moors. He gives them a platform, talk that bullshit, and um, it, it's detrimental to our people uh, undoing the indoctrination uh, that that we suffer from. It, it, I find it disrespectful to the ancestors that had suffered so because of Islam, or what is now called Islam, uh, Christianity, Judaism. It's definitely disrespectful when you start studying that period and you find out the role that uh, the cracker beasts who followed Judaism had in our, uh, played in our ma'afa and our horrors of horrors. So I don't know how he let that ride. I don't know how he let somebody come on there and talk about Yolk like he is saying and don't mention the pedophilia and don't mention the misleading of our people, even if he sprinkled uh, the information, uh, even if the information was uh, truth surrounded by fiction and lies. All that's harmful. A half-truth. To me, it's just as bad as a lie. I don't know how you make a, a I don't know if there's a difference between a half-truth and a lie. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got a problem with it, and I, I think it's like treasonous on a certain level. Well, you know, every half-truth got to have, a, every half, uh, every lie got to have a little bit of truth in it. So, her and me, when you say half-truth and lie, they're damn near synonymous with each other. And Sister Camille, you made the case very strong. Anybody got any objections? Let's see, when you got the people who are on the House of Conscious Study who they're saying, look, man, uh, don't blame us for them being up here. Blame them. That's why I said, where is Naval to move to Islam? Then we move to whether or not, uh, you know, uh, our military might train and help move on. 
move on because there's other things that, that should be hit with the Garvey time. I don't even see no Garvey time here, man. I don't see no Garvey time. Hmm. But, yeah, that's one of the things that's missing. Garvey time. You don't see all of that. That's one of the number one things that, that, that really is uh, plays me plays that I've never seen automatic up there. I've seen a lot of people up there, but I've never seen automatic. And that right there is the, the ultimate bit. But Alton might not want to work with him. So I'm going to have to ask him. We don't, um, we ain't here smoothing around. Like I said, man, I'm, I'm sitting here going through a couple of different stories in the back. Let's see what else is going on. Um, so don't mind me not keeping the conversation flowing. It's because I'm a little distracted by looking at it, different stories, trying to see if there's some good things to plug into the conversation on sort of how sad they don't seem like anything particularly a tool. Um, too great, but I'm gonna check out that video, brother. When did you say that video was, uh, brother Drake from Dallas? Uh, yes, sir. Give me a second. Uh, just give me the name of the title, and I can uh, try to Google it or YouTube. You know, YouTube searching. It's on uh, Sarnetta TV and Black News 102. It's uh, Shaka, Shaka, Upmost, uh, uh, is it versus Zion Lex? And it was him and Brother Reggie uh, discussing that issue. And and the debate is tomorrow. Well, today. Well, yeah, it's still, it's 1156. Uh, on, on TV or something like that. Yes, sir. Yeah, I ain't paying for that one. And Gozi and Inky, I, I, I can't do that. I can't do yeah, that. I, I think that'll be a good one. I, I, I like Shaka most. Yeah, the, uh, I thought that was in Gozi and Inky. Now, well, three of them. It's three of them uh, happening. It's that one, Shaka most, and Zion Lex, and uh, uh, Brother Shetty, and uh, uh, Unk in Atlanta. So it's three events. All of that's going on down there in Atlanta tomorrow. Well, one uh, with uh, Cyrus Sulusetti, uh that uh, African African uh, inventions or African science. That's going to happen in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. The, uh, the Zion Lex and Shaka Almost is going to happen in New York at uh, uh, on Sinella's couch. And I don't know about the Minister Inky, uh, uh, where do white people come from or something. I don't know where they're going to hold that event. I'll have to check out this stuff. See what's going on here. Yeah, but the... the oh, I'm sorry, sir. 
Okay, my bad. Uh, the topic is, uh, I know one of them, uh, he's, uh, Saka Moses is going to debunk that we came from the uh, Mediterranean area. You know, that, that's, a, that's in a lot of the ideologies, the Garden of Eden uh, stuff. Even in the nation, more science temple, uh, all of those religions. And he said he's going to handle all of them. <laughs> so that's what's up. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. So uh, we we looking forward to see what kind of information come out of here. Uh, Shaka most that uh, is is um. Well, I I would say that most of the, uh, the crew would say that he's the most scholastic, most well read out of the uh, bunch that's going to be putting in that debate work. You know what I mean? So, you know, I definitely see him. Um, where, where the Hebrew got to lay the stand on with this Mediterranean? Uh, we never even, we're not even going to entertain that at all. Uh, Inky and Ngozi dealing with the sun. Uh, I know what Ngozi is going to say already. I just wonder where uh, Inky is going to come from. Because Ngozi is going to stick with whatever come out of the curriculum of the college. He's going to stick with that. That's his, his whole thing. So I just want to see what type of plan Iggy comes in with in order to attack that and open itself up with some offense. Who knows? Who knows what Iggy comes from? Iggy going to come from that Reese's monkey. I already know. And, and I don't... I don't subscribe to the Reese's Monkey thing, but I do see where you talk about the nigga seeing proteins in his blood. At least for what the science is saying. Won't this be like the third time they have had this discussion? Uh, it might be. Well, I don't think, uh, you know, last time when they had it at the uh, the the big dance, the big stage, you know, Lex didn't, he didn't get to put his work in. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see what's happening. Just that one point is enough, enough, you know. Uh, how many times does it have to be proven um, that it's really um, nonsense, that it is um, man-made, you know, it has done um, severe damage to us psychologically uh, as well as uh, physically, you know, culturally. And so... When do we get to the point that we see uh, family members who continue to push this damaging white ideology as problematic? And and if we're not going to do anything, at least we can isolate them, you know, 
we 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 can uh turn the camera off. And there's a lot of people out there that that need to be silenced. Um, you know, one of them being King Noble. I don't know how the hell he's still going. You know, after that video I watched that he did. But um, people still be, you know, what I'm saying, posting his stuff and you know, letting him and um speak for their movements and shit like that. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. You know, for for a man to sit there and say it's, it's a revolutionary act to rape a black woman, um, for the simple fact, uh, what did he say? Um, because we living in a capitalist society, and since he's got to go, since you got to go through the white man to get to the black woman, a rapist is like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna take it. I'm gonna bypass the capitalist system. Okay, why not eliminate the motherfucking obstacles? Why violate your sister? Shit just don't make no sense to me. Ashe. And see, you got me thinking about hearing, you know, someone uh, speak on uh, this brother being dealt with and that not coming to fruition. But that same thing could be asked about Farrakhan. How can you have our people, and particularly people that are supposed to be studying, you know, waving the uh, red, black, and green flag, uh, saying they love Dr. Khalid Muhammad, Advocating this march, or, 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 you know, um, holding Farrakhan down, still holding him in in some kind of uh, 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 having some esteem for him, high esteem for him. I mean, I don't understand that. I say I don't, I don't get it either. And the same thing. You can, I'm sorry. It's like, uh, like the brother said, man. Our people, our people suffer from from hysterical amnesia, man. We we forget shit real quick. Shit, all a nigga got to do is go away for a little bit, and he can come back and goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Get right back to what he was doing. We see that with the brother Malik Shabbat. I only want to call him the brother, the, the man. <clears throat> I say, brother, that's just what I was about to say, King. Uh, Malik Shabazz is a prime example. Like nothing ever happened. That's just like, that's just like, uh, you know, that's just like how how an entertainer, right, will get into some kind of uh, some kind of you know what do they call it? What do they call it? Shit, controversy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, 
And what the first thing they do is, is they is they they try to goddamn me distance themselves out the public for a little bit. Then when they come back, they make a little hot movie or a little hot song, and all is forgiven. You know what I'm saying? It's the same. It's the same way. Same thing, man. We forget. We forgive and forget more than any other motherfucker. Now, um, I don't know if I was hearing that correctly, but the the uh, brother boy said that March is the weekend of the BET Awards. Is that what I was hearing? Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Where the, the BET Awards held, y'all know? I'm thinking of Atlanta. Oh, okay, okay, that's only far away because shit, you know, he might try to capitalize on that. <laughs> I mean, that's where you need to go have the march at. Wherever the people going to be. Yeah, damn right. He don't give a damn about the people. He done spent 60 years proving that. It's like you always say, it's like you always say, that this system done him real good, man. You know what I'm saying? But shit, there's a lot of people out here, man. That this system, that's why we. That's why it's so hard to goddamn, you know what I'm saying, get our people to realize that it's that it's that it's something bigger than them going on. Cause a lot of our people, man, done, done goddamn me benefited greatly off the way this shit set up. I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say benefited off greatly, but I'm gonna say. Benefit to a thing where where they where to a point where they they don't have to feel like it's no it's no war no struggle going on no more you know what I'm saying to where they don't have to feel no connection to their people no more yeah we get the vote I hear you what you said I said we get to go we get the vote we get to go to school with the crackers. <laughs> We get to we get to live in a neighborhood. That shit crazy, you know what I'm saying? But if you notice most time they will be the first ones to say that uh our crackers ain't fucked up or you can't put everybody in the same boat. They'll they'll be the first ones to say that. You go find you a nigga getting paid fifteen, eighteen dollars an hour. Ask him how he feels about it, how fucked up this shit is. Shit, and they gonna tell you, nigga. I made sixty thousand dollars last year, nigga. Nigga, I ain't worried about no goddamn white man. White man ain't doing shit to me. 
Yeah, he paid me. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes mm-hmm. for your soul. It's some shit that you can light up and it disintegrate. Has no value. Yeah, but like you said, brother, you know, these are people that have historical amnesia. They have no uh, connection uh, to the people who made it so that their asses could be here today. They don't feel like they uh, owe their people anything, and they definitely don't see themselves as being part of a group, you know. And that's the first thing that have to happen. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers don't just don't even identify themselves with the African part, African American no more. They just they said we're gonna cut that whole part out. You know what I'm saying? When that shit when that shit got damn linked. That's the link to goddamn tell your ass you ain't no minority out this bitch. You ain't by yourself out this open. Y'all got to forget the way I talk, man. Y'all got to forget the way I talk. Nah, King, that's real. Black power. Yeah, this is just a real shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, thank you if, if we had our minds together. We got enough millionaires right now uh, that can make a, a difference, that can at least help us start building a foundation to handle what we need to handle in relationship to the enemy and the continuation of our uh, uh, our people, generation after generation, you know, uh, get that uh, land back, get them resources back. We could really do some serious damage in 2015 right now. We got enough damn millionaires. To, for those that want to talk about economics as being the key. Uh-huh. You know, so it got to be something bigger. Because if it was about economics, shit, again, we got enough millionaires out here. So why don't we got a a basic economic base uh, as a whole, as a group, the way we, you know, uh, the way other groups have it?
and then we want to pretend that we don't have a psyche that is anti-black economics, you know, anti-African economics by, by, you know, by design. Looks like there's a cracker beast in the chat room. Guest 17. I went over here looking at this, uh, what is this, Nambla page. I was shaking my damn head since it is a cracker and a Sharon. <laughs> Let's talk about his kind. Let me read to you what, what this is saying. This is the well, the mind of, of, of the cracker man. I, I don't. Y'all motherfuckers are fucked up in the head. Intentionally or unintentionally, ever so often, Hollywood comes up with a movie about a man-boy type relationship. A Thousand Clowns was one such film. E.T. was another. Now, I'm over here tripping. How is E.T. a movie about a man and boy relationship? Perfect. Yeah, that's what it says. That's what I was tripping out when I first heard. I'm like, what the hell? I got the thankful. I mean, but I want somebody with a fucked up mind <laughs> will be thinking something like that. Let's see. Okay, when a, when a man-boy type relationship, I don't mean our relationships involving a man and a boy, or that both the man and the boy actively involved in E.T., the man is actually the extraterrestrial who no one but the boy could appreciate or understand. What? <laughs> That's what he said. He said, in E.T., the man is actually an extraterrestrial who no one but the boy could appreciate or understand. That makes sense right there. That makes some fucking sense. I'm like, you have to be 
on a whole other level to look at that movie and that's what you take from that movie. That's why you like watching it. Queen, what if one of these sick cracker beasts who wrote this did write that for that purpose, knowing they couldn't put a man in that role? They did. They did. Well, he right? They saying it right now. Yeah, but as an alien, you know what I mean? Not not as a human, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're saying that that's what it was, the Ichi was a symbolism for the man. We got a crack of beef, uh, guest 17, that love, you know, they kill me when they love, love to run that line. Uh, they want us to look at the crack of beef Jew as the one that's the problem, not them, as if they're separate. They're different. Y'all all the same motherfucking thing. You're the one that got a problem with your cracker beast brother who took uh, the Jewish religion, created that bullshit. You deal with him. <laughs> Get your mm-hmm. Hitler on. Yeah, some bothering us. And it's another um, way for them trying to control how we think trying to control our mind, who we think our enemy is or who we should feel our enemy should be. Mm-hmm. Ain't that Not the it. same game that the Jew ran in the 60s? Just the reverse of what this cracker Gentile is putting here, this wasp. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't be mad at us. Be mad at your peoples, man. You, you think we on the wrong track, it's only your fault. Y'all the one told us we didn't know none of this shit. We didn't know nothing about this language, none of this shit. You won't be able to tell us to say shit to you. Y'all do this. Now deal with it. If you're mad at your goddamn cousin, your kissing can. Right. Hell of that business, man. Y'all got in-house. Y'all need to clean y'all house when y'all come over here and tell us what this be doing. You know? That's the Jew. That's the Jew, baby. That's the Jew. You know. How many Jewish police officers you know? Okay, now. (laughs) And I got to ask a question. Was George Washington the filthy child rapist, uh, a bastard slave, uh, 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 enslaver? Was he a Jew? Probably a messianic Jew. Yeah, the cat was a mason. Yeah, that's about it. A mason Jew. Like I said, the rest of them masons is. Yeah. Jews and Europeans, the white devils, they're all the same. That's the point. There is no difference. No. We know that. It's a dumbass cousin who think we slow. A dumb cousin think we slow enough to believe that they're different and that we should come join in 
and go attack him because, like, like Carlos said, they thought they were creeping up on the money and they changed the game on them. And so the pole cracker now mad at the rich cracker. And so he said, look, we need to incorporate some help with this motherfucker here. Well, it's <laughs> all crackers. Let those crackers kill each other up, and then we come clean up the rest. All right. That's Fuck a major, all those crackers, man. Black that's, a, that's a major plan, brother. That's a major plan. We need to instigate the fight in between them. We need to always be instigating that. Anytime you see two white people fighting or getting ready to fight, you should do your hardest to make sure that it happens. And make sure they kill each other. But matter of fact... If we could somehow develop some kind of alcohol and drugs to really fuck with their biology, keep them off, keep them. Because uh, I know it's a new drug called Product or Crackadale, and it's another one called Flocka. And it was on YouTube, it was on Facebook. This white lady was walking like a zombie. She didn't know nothing about herself. If we can get all the white folks to get on that shit and fuck up their biology, man. Yeah, it takes everything in my power not to erupt on these people, man. I had to think about my mom, my family, who going to take care of my family, because, man, I'm about ready to get out here on my own and do it. But, again, me and, my, me, and, me and one of the brothers was talking, Christopher Dorner is a prime example. Man, we get out here and handle these cats, who's going to stand with us? I mean, I don't understand. It's like... We afraid. I mean, they can only do to us what we allow them to do. Uh, These niggas. And, and listen, in Los Angeles, right? We have this hundred days, hundred nights thing. Now, it it may be true, it may not be true, but I know people in my neighborhood have been shot. A uh, few people, and one and one of them got killed. And every and like yesterday was six shootings and two murders, and I had posted it on Facebook. Um, it's just you know, like today was like three, three, uh, two or three people shot today. We'll sit here and kill each other up without no regard of anything, but let the police, let these uh, Mormons on their bicycles with their little fucking ties, with their briefcase, come through the neighborhood. Nobody say nothing. I see it with my own two eyes. Can't nobody tell me different. I've seen it, and I'm like, I had to tell one of the gangbangers. I like, man. These Mexicans is coming to our neighborhoods, buying up everything, right? 18th Street, Mexican Mafia, and all this. That Mexican Mafia put a hit out on black women and black children. Why the gangs ain't doing nothing about that, man? Yo, you know why I ask this question all the time? You know, I think about our people and some of the shit they do. Right? We all grew up in the same environment. We we living here in America. We grew up with the rest of the, the different nationalities here. Name one nationality that loves black people. That loves black people? Yeah, other than black people. Name another race of people who love black people. Samoans? Uh, you might uh, you may have somebody who close you. <laughs> you oh, that's the only thing I can think of that's close, that, that can actually be close enough to say with you. Right. Now, listen, even you saying that, though, we know 99% of all races of people, nationalities, look at black people in disgust. 
Right. Yeah, that's what that's why I said Samoan Tongas, they're the only two group of people that I've seen in my whole life that associate with us. They don't really disassociate because I play football with them. They, nah. they, they'll tell you they black. I mean, I said, nigga, you ain't black. They say, I'm black. That's what they argue with. No, check out out what I'm saying, though. Check out what I'm saying. Because look at it, right? Now, the only people that really love black people is black people. Right. You got got one group of people. You say you know know two sets of people that you have dealt with in your lifetime that you'll say that they they say that, no, listen, man, I love black people, too. I'm black. So we're going to count them as black people. You know, when we say they anything other than that, they would say that they ask against them. My dad, my dad spent five years in prison, and um, they, you know, he looks Samoan, but he's not. Now, and, hold on, chief. I just want, I want, I just want to make this point to you about why, what are people doing on the streets, and then you can go and you can get hit with your dad. I just want to make this point to you about what, what people are doing in the streets. So since we see that all, okay. all nations hate us and look at us with disgust. We all live in the same system and all was taught of the same system as everybody else. That's why we are only people who love us, but we're the same people who hate us. You know what I mean? Because oh, okay. we in hate as everybody else was taught. And that's one of the problems that we have here is that we're in a system that that cre- creates us in this manner. It creates every it creates everybody in this mold. And we're not outside of the box. So we created the same, and we got the same racist views with what we would think about what white supremacists think about black people. Some of the same views that black people think about black people. Okay. Now, yeah. with that being said, and that's understood, and I agree, I'm not going to disagree. Now, with that being understood, once you know that dynamic, what you say, then what is the excuse? None. That's why you. That's why you want. That's why you're doing better. That's why you say. No, you what I'm saying is, like, I, I see. But uh, hold on, peek me out. Forget the people who don't have no knowledge of self or any type of uh, intelligence. Not intelligence, but not, not any type of um, formal training in black consciousness. Take a uh, Sidenetta's channel, for instance. I mean, these people profess to have knowledge of self. Look how Brother Polite uh, did uh, Captain Tazoriak's wife. Look how Iman Bashir disrespects other scholars. I mean, look how they – and these are people who sell DVDs and, and do lectures and stuff. Minister Inky came to California. He was very disrespectful. Wesley Muhammad was very disrespectful. Dr. Ali Muhammad was very disrespectful. I mean, come on. These people are supposed to be way smarter than I am. They're they supposed to know how Earth was created. Uh, like Brother Little said, they know everything about day one on Earth. No, this nigga too smart for me, man. I mean, come on, man. And they're the main people perpetuating this self-hate. Yeah, man, they too shy. Me, man, I'm trying to figure this shit out still. I don't know as much as these niggas. They my know much about my mother, I've been trying to wake my mom up, and she started to come along, and my mama deleted everybody off of Facebook that was black power because she said all they do is complain. They don't want to take no self-responsibility, and they don't want to do nothing. All she see is debating and arguing. 
And when I showed her the videos, and she went on her own on YouTube, her, my grandmother, my auntie, and my two little cousins. And Sadneta, him, uh, dad put out a, a video on, on Dr. Umar Johnson, and Inky was talking about all this street stuff Umar Johnson did in the past and who wife he slept with, putting all this stuff out in the open. And they told me this is no different than the hood nigga shit they see in South Central, and they don't have no part of it, and they took all that stuff off their stuff. Yeah, man. That's real. Yeah, that's real shit, man. So it's hard for me to reach my people because I don't make DVDs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't lecture nothing like that. So I try to find stuff that I think that will wake people up. But when you got people like Ray Hagens, who put an open letter against Ashwell Quazy, Ray Hagens advocating for the um, Michael Brown shooting, you know, advocating for the police, my people see this stuff. Yeah. They don't want to have nothing to do with it. We well, got people I'm, endorsing homosexuality. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, that earlier. A, like the only people that you really can put in, most of the people that you really could listen to, from where they had on straight, they done passed away. They in the ancestral ground. <laughs> so we do got right. some. We, we, we got, like he mentioned, Ashwa Kwesi. Yeah, we got we we, we, we we got the general, Sarah Sut and Seti. And this is why I said that, you know, I personally feel that Sarnetta is a traitor, you know. And this brother is giving an example of the damage that he is doing, you know, because, like, with your parents, your moms and your grandparents, there is information out there, you know what I mean? But like the brother said, they're not, um, those master teachers are not alive. But, you know, you got the works of Dr. Khalid Muhammad, Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, Professor William Mackey, Dr. King, you know, it, 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 it's... I'm oh, my family don't mess with... No disrespect to Dr. King, my family don't um, mess with him. Not that Dr. King, not that Dr. King. We're not talking about... Talking about Dr. Richard King. Yeah, we don't oh, this is a king, just so you know. I don't fuck with no religions of perversion. And I blame Dr. King for the integration bullshit that we have all been born into. You and my whole family does. Yeah, man. This motherfucker. Yeah, we don't fuck with Michael Luther the King. Not yeah, Michael all. King. Matter yeah, of Michael fact, <laughs> matter of fact, my grandmother has been doing business with Dr. Claude Anderson for about thirty years. She she she's a um she they invest into the Harvard Institute since the eighties. Um, uh, now I grew up. Um, in South Central, so like I've been to Good Life as a kid with uh, Steve Coakley, Ashwa Quazy, and my uncle. He he used to know. On oh, he said now, but you know, Khalid Muhammad. My thing is this: those people are, are no longer really active like that. And then what Ashwa Quazy he puts out is good information, but it's not threatening. It's history. It's not mobilizing the people. It's not getting us united to go against the beast. The one new person I'm, I'm going to put this in because I know somebody who really, that, that this is what I've been really telling people that they should take this, this uh, M. Wally Mubaruti. Ashe. M. M. Wally Mubaruti, man. He, right now, he is the, um, and he got, he has a, uh, a nice little library of information, and he's somebody that not only you, but also, as you said, your, your grandmothers and your, and your elders that are around you, that they also interested in, this, in that type of information, then this is somebody 
who will help him because he's somebody who, uh, yo, he got a book called The Sopper. I'm telling you, it's a warrior's guide to me and her. I think everybody should have it. He, uh, him and his wife, they uh, put out a, uh, a series with, um, just look that up, M. Wally Moogle Rudy or Akaban, uh, Akaban, uh, uh, that's publishing. A K O B B E N. That's the public to protect. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Check him out. But I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. We need credible things that are dealing with what's going on now. And plus, we need an update and a refurbishing of the information that we have. My thing, I was talking to a brother earlier. My thing is this, man. A lot of us, not a lot of us, but a few of us, we're ready to move forward on something now. Like, I don't really see the value in starting at his channel talking about stuff that John Henry, like, the, our our, our um, scholars, or master teachers, they already did the work. We don't need to keep reiterating if Hebrew is true or not. We know it's false. We don't need to keep reiterating certain things. What we need to do is discuss how we're going to get land, how we're going to, um, you know, I just purchased a book. It's coming to, just purchased a book. It's coming in the mail. And it's, it's 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 a guide how to make a um um a off the grid home for less than two k, with solar panels and septic tanks and everything. We should be learning how to do that. We and, you know we should learn how to make our weapons. It's a it's a company in San Diego. They give you you could buy everything you need, um if you got the machine to make your own weapon. And there's no law against it. You don't have to have no social I mean no serial number none of that stuff. And the senator of this state. Hold on, hold on. Let's back up. Hold on one second, brother. Back up, back up, back up one second. Back up one second. Because you said you ordered a book. And could you give the people the name of the book that you ordered on how oh, to yeah, build Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pull it up. It's, it's, it's in my phone. All right. I'll give you uh, one. When you receive the book, or when you receive the book, make sure that you call in and, and let us know exactly, you know, exactly what it is and, and what's going on with it, you know. No, yeah, 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 yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, that's something. That's, that's important information right there. You know, that's something for the survival series that we be having on the show. You know, that's some of that that good survival information right there that we all need to be up on. Yes, sir. Uh, the name of the book is is called. Uh, dang man, I just had I just had it. It just moved. Hold on. The Everything Guide to Living Off the Grid and a, ba- uh, and a Back to Basics Manual for Independent Living. And that's this book. And this, and the other book is, is, is called um, How to Build a Solar-Powered Off-the-Grid Cabin for 2K. For 2K. How to Build a Solar-Powered Off-the-Grid Cabin for, two, for 2K. And I got a video I downloaded off my phone. And and, and um, if you go to meetup.com, and uh, when I get back from vacation, I'm supposed to hook up with Brother Little. It's meetup.com. And what happens is there's people who want homes built, like off-the-grid homes built, and they get the materials. And, and what happens is everybody in the class is an instructor, and then everybody helps this person build their house off the grid. That's how you learn, and a person get their house built off the grid. And they go from each person inside that little meetup like that. That's that's beautiful. Uh, I want to say black power to that. And, brother, I want to ask you a question. How did you get 
to where you are at this point? And when I say you, I mean your mind mentally. How did you get here? Oh, um, well, I was raised around this all my life. It's just that I never took it serious until when I was down on my luck and my father had a heart attack and um, my cousin just went to jail for life and I went to the military. And when I went to the military, I got high scores on all my technical stuff. So some Mason cats tried to recruit me, and I never joined a, a, a crypt set. So I told them, I said, if I never joined the hood I'm from, why would I join a Mason? I'm not doing that. And he kept being persistent. I said no. So they finally left me alone. But then I started noticing the race, the um, the racism, because I never really grew up around white folks or Hispanics. My neighborhood is all black people, and I'm the lightest one. So everybody I know is black, all the way up to I turned maybe 21. And when I went to the military at 22, and I started being around different races. And I noticed <clears throat> in the military, it's so racist that we have high or extreme amounts of um, suicides. And um, I, I witnessed a dude kill himself in front of me, and he was black. So after that, I came home. Uh, my uncle, he gave me some books to read, and ever since then, I went to Lamert Park, and I started hanging out. Uh, initially, I started hanging out with um, Moors, and once I saw that was like a religion, I left that alone, and I started hanging with the nation and gods of earth, and I saw the flaws in that because they say you cannot have a white woman, but they allow white people in their congregation, and their excuse is, they teach the white man that he's the devil, and he goes back and teach his people that they're devil. I said, that's the problem. We teaching them our science. Why would we teach them anything? Leave, get the fuck away from them. They the problem. I say. And, and brother, I asked you that for a reason because you know you, we, we're talking about the master teachers and whether or not their work is necessary for today or not. And you are an example of how uh, studying your history will liberate your mind, that will awaken that African warrior spirit up in you. It is crucial. We cannot, and in my humble opinion, we cannot minimize the effect that our indoctrination in this white racist society has had on us and why we are still in this predicament. I'm not disagreeing. My only my, my only thing I was saying is the master teachers that taught history, like St. Octodiop and Chancellor Williams and John Henry Clark and Dr. Ben and all these great people, even Nilly Fuller and Francis Crush Washington to a certain extent, is that we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We like mm -hmm. we can go to them for that stuff. We need to, we in a different time. I mean, we need to somehow separate and, and get amongst people like ourselves and get the land and have our military. Mm -hmm. um, no. and, you know, there's videos on how to build weapons. Yeah, exactly I'm not disagreeing I... with that. I'm just trying to show the, the need because it's the same, the same thing that woke you up. It's going to be the same thing that's going when that 18-year-old get that information. Hopefully the way we're moving with the seeds that um, have sprouting today because of those master teachers' work that we're talking, that three-year-old, that one-year-old going to get that information starting at that age. It is crucial. It is crucial. Well, also, too, uh, in my family, we have a lot of history, and my great-grandfather is a runaway slave. 
So he used to tell us these slave stories. I never really paid it no mind because, again, I didn't really grow up in no other culture until we went to the military, and that's when <laughs> that's when the shit hits the fan. And that's when everything you heard from as a kid makes sense. I don't know how to explain it, but I was always told that the white man is it. Cause I went to, I went to um, Marcus Garvey on Sloss and Crenshaw. So, like, we used to hear all this stuff. Like, I didn't even know Marcus Garvey was real as a kid until I got him maybe – 15 or 16, then um, we had to do a book report. That's, you know, because, again, where I grew up, people was just into the gang life and selling drugs. So, like, my mind was trying to keep from getting shot and getting killed. I never really thought, sat down and thought until I got older. But mm-hmm. if, I, if I must say, the real person who woke me up, is a video by Dr. John Henry Clark, We Have No Friends. That's what really woke me up. Mm. That's a powerful one right there, too. Yeah, man, when you hear the strength in that man's voice and and, and he talks with, like, authority, like he knows exactly what he's saying with confidence, <laughs> like, no, and, and, and no flaws, I mean, that right there, it had me ready. And then Khalid Muhammad, you know, Khalid Muhammad just sealed the deal for me, man. I was like, if Khalid Muhammad was alive today, I probably would be part of the Nation of Islam, even though I don't agree with them at all. But if Khalid Muhammad was the head of it, I'd be in it. If Khalid Muhammad was running it and not that Farrakhan, if Khalid Muhammad was running it, I would be in it. Uh, I understand your sentiment on, on that. You know, I understand the sentiment. But, yeah. Uh, um, you know, if we could, if we could go and say, if I would, I, I would, I would pray and hope that as far as he had moved away from NOI at the time of his transitioning. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I would never mess with. It. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm just saying that as far as the way as he had went, I would, I would pray that he would go ahead and left it all the way, all the way, all the way alone, because he had already been dropping it off piece by piece. Picking up new African thoughts, man. Hey, wait a minute, we gonna drop shape this a little bit. You know what I mean? But that's definitely the hand or there. But I understand exactly what you mean because the way that Khaled, his um, his his uh, demeanor and what you've seen in him was the embodiment of African warriors, spirit, the strength, all you know, and, and beauty of being uh, intelligent. You know what I'm saying? And being strong and having that warrior nature, you could see how great it was to be like that. You know what I mean? And that's something that he that that shined through him, no matter that. And that and that shined through him, regardless of of the um that Islam that he had carried with him. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, that still shined through. It wasn't the Islam that you seen shining. It was the that, that spirit. That and that's what I like. Spirit that was in him that shined through. I heard Marcus Garvey speeches or lectures um, that John Henry Clark, Malcolm X, Khalid Muhammad is something about when somebody talk with that authority that uh, gets my attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and like when I hear SETI, like at first I was a little skeptical because I know the law. And if you look at the National Security Council Memorandum 46, anything that's uplifting, uniting black people here in America with Africa is deemed as domestic 
terrorism, March 17th, 1978. Um, I'm proud of you, King. And I was skeptical at first listening to SETI, but the more I, 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 I watched his movements and, and, and listened to him, I like him. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm noticing, though, and I don't know why SETI even messed with the House of Consciousness. Maybe he used to get more views. Or I don't know, but... King, I'm loving you. Black power. And it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm at a point right now because I used to um, follow Chief Latavia, and I'm trying to see, like, how can we get our people that's like that together? Now, if polite, supposedly, because I heard all kinds of scandals about this dude and his Social Security stuff, but if we can somehow get land, I don't care where it's at, man, we all need to come together because this is like hell, man. Like, for instance, we was talking earlier, just being a pro-black man or pro-black woman in America is, is hell. Everybody, Like, I was at the movies the other day just taking my notes, and I a homosexual couple came up and started kissing and slobbing each other. And me, there was an older uh, older lady, older guy, and a, and a young Mexican couple. We all saw that and walked away. And it's like, if you if you radical black, or they call it radical, I don't know why anything that's black is radical, but anything that's pro-black is deemed as negative. And you catch hell from everybody. And I'm trying to figure out how can we get the people like, on this call, and then everybody else that's thinking like us together. You have to be around each other and build camaraderie. Because I used to be in the military, so like, if you with your platoon or if you with your squadron and y'all eating, partying, you're gonna work better together. You're gonna be more effective. You're not gonna be as trusting as someone you don't know. Yeah, already. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you saying that, like, um, I grew up, my father was in the military, so I grew up like a military brat and moving around in military uh, fashion and thinking like that. But that's one of the things that I learned, that if you don't if you don't hang around each other, you don't, and, like, now I try to get the buffers to at least let's train together, let's at least get up, work out a little bit together, because if y'all don't know how far you can push yourself and shit like that, then i got to be unsure when we get into a situation, I don't know how if you're going, you're going to react. Say, yeah, I don't know if you're going to react or how you're going to react because I haven't seen how you move when we in person. I haven't, you know, we we ain't uh, felt each other out. I I ain't got comfortable with you yet, so I don't know when you might be shook. You might see something and I ain't seen it, and I don't notice how, and I don't know how you react when you see something, but you don't want, you know, you don't want everybody else to know that you've seen it. You know, there's only certain idiosyncrasies, as they say, that you need to know uh, about your comrades, especially when you're getting into, uh, into into this combat that we see coming forth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, like, if we was to, like, to be around each other and if we got, like, off the grid, we, we built our own homes, right? The money that we make in this slave system is ours to do whatever we want. Now, I'm not a capitalist at all, but I understand that we in this system right now, so we have to use the currency to feed ourselves and whatever. But the point I'm trying to make is if we can somehow come together, we can move in such a way to where when it does go down,
I don't care what nobody say. I'm saying get rid of them all. I, I'm not saying be nice and send them back to Europe. Hell no. Get rid of them all because if they stick around, they're going to get these numbers back up and put us back in a situation. I'm not going through this again. Black power. And uh, they didn't show us no mercy, regardless of age. Right. I read the stories how they uh, raped little boys, made them faggots, how they took um, metal uh, uh, objects to experiment on black women and cut their vaginas and all that stuff out, how they cut out the um, pregnant women and threw the baby to the alligators, how they put their feet on infants and toddlers, thinking that melanin is going to cure them of whatever ailment they had. I mean, these people, and they still do it. I mean, yeah. on the final call paper, they had to do Hong in Mississippi in 2014 or 13. Hong in Mississippi. They still do it. They hung that girl in Texas. They hung that girl in Texas in that cell, Sandra Bland. They hung her. They and I, I'm like this, man. Like, I want to do something real bad, but at the same time, I'm no fool. Cal yeah. Ferguson. Cal Ferguson, uh, Christopher Dorner, and the dude who just shot the police up in Texas, in Dallas. Uh, Omar Thornton, too. Don't, uh, don't forget Omar. Yeah, it's like our people is not standing. So, like, I don't want to throw my life away, and then niggas, all they do is smoke weed, drink a beer, and shed a tear or two. I mean, if I'm lucky, I may get thrown on Sidenetta's channel on a T-shirt or something, and that's it. I'm not going out like that. I mean, okay, brother, that that that's real. But you know, I think you uh, you you are a great example. And so, in the meantime, until we get the numbers where we need them, so that you can do the things you need to do, um, continue to work on yourself. Uh, uh, continue to uh, free your African mind as you are doing. And I would um, love for you to share how it is that. You uh, gained a, a wealth of knowledge regarding the law, and hope that you call in tomorrow evening, if you can, when uh, the attorney at war is going to be on, because you, you yeah, sound like you got you. some information you can share with the family. Yeah, tomorrow five to seven. It's what five p.m. on the eastern eastern side. So that's that's like um, three o'clock. Yeah, Pacific yeah, time. Two, yeah, yeah, two or three Pacific time. Is that? Yeah, all right. It's um. Nine six, yeah, that'll be two your time. But it will okay, be yeah, um, the other attorney automatic, Bob attorney automatic, attorney at war. He'll be on um, tomorrow. I mean, I, I I even have it on my Facebook. Um, not everybody always referred to the dress Scott versus um um uh whatever that. Uh, Plessy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But, but it's like it's like five other cases that is that is the same. And you know, watching the debate between Lord Alba and um Dr. Ali Muhammad, and if you actually go review the laws, we're subjects under the jurisdiction of the American Corporation. Now a lot of people don't even know and I found this out last year on my own research that in eighteen seventy that the actual original constitution that the so called founding forefathers of this nation it's suspended. We under Maritimes law under Vatican. Rome runs this country. This is Rome's other empire. And or my Henry the first, right? I'm the third. So my grandfather from Africa, he's a um he he's a a Baptist African method uh you know priest. Now he never went to be ordained because he knows the law like I do. It's called profession of faith and fidelity of oath. 
And what that means is Vatican can tell you what to teach, what to preach, and how to preach, and what not to preach on for the masses of the people. So they control all that. Even if you was a Muslim, like Nation of Islam, if you're a Catholic, I don't care what type of Christian you are, you're all Catholics under Rome. They they count you as a Christian Catholic, even if you're Muslim. And that's the law. And then, too, man, when you when you look at the laws, too, you look at all the treaties that the United States has with different nations, they don't even honor those treaties. Like the Moors always, you know, talking about they did this and did that. It means nothing if you ain't got a military to enforce it. Yeah, that, that treaty that treaty that the uh, Moors got, man, that, the Treaty of Peace, it don't even count for it don't count for you if you're over here. That shit they don't even apply. But people to say that they don't have a military to even to back it up. See, this government has militaries. Walmart has a military. Monsanto has a military. Yeah, that's why that that's why that that this thing that justice or else is a motherfucking is some type of. Uh, Bullshit that Farrakhan got to know it's some bullshit because you can't threaten no motherfucking bully and you ain't ready to get them get down scrapping. First of all, for him to talk the way he's talking and he's not in jail, that that shows you that he's in pocket with the Jews. H.L. Hunt, the White Society, the Nation of Islam being getting paid from these uh, $100,000 is a check. I forget where I saw it. I think I had the DV at the house. You see the name on it. You see... H.L. Hunt was writing checks to the Nation of Islam for $100,000 and writing checks to the um, Ku Klux Klan mm-hmm. for $100,000. He's funding both. Uh-huh. Well, thank you for verifying the information, brother. You know, another little backup. Told y'all what was happening with these. Those are getting paid. Like I said, he got to get a permit. Anytime. You got to get a permit, man. You can't be marching on Washington, D.C. and don't got no permit. Why the fuck would the government give you a permit for you to be down there calling on war on Anybody the that knows the law knows that um, in 2014, the Secret Service passed a law where it's no protest uh, zone, where the Secret Service can deem wherever it is a no protest zone, and if you protest there, it's a felony. So if they're in Washington, D.C., doing a little marching, and Secret Service is around, and we say there's no protest zone, that's a felony. So if oh, nobody's getting arrested, that means somebody's getting paid off. No, you know what he said, though? He said it ain't a protest. Yo, this nigga playing some, he playing word games, because I'm telling you, they keep saying that, that this ain't a protest, this ain't the same type of march, this ain't a march, this ain't a protest. So what is yeah. it, man? Unless niggas are showing up with their rifles, so what are they talking about? I keep, I keep hearing them say that it's, uh, it's a celebration of a march. What are we celebrating? We still slaves. We still oppressed. We still economic 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment economic oppressed slaves. What is there to celebrate? I mean, at Lamert Park, motherfuckers out there barbecuing, cheesing, clomping, dancing. And I'm like, man, somebody just got killed just now, and you sitting here partying? Somebody mama's dead. Somebody daughter just got raped. Somebody got wrongfully convicted. And we party. Mm-hmm. They don't like me. Mm-hmm. I'm too serious. Right, I don't you've see been that. In the military, and you've been in the military, and I give you a, a different type of mindset, man. I'm telling you. 
going through the military, it changed it, it change you up. It's, it's, a, it's a program that they give you in there. You know I know, man, because my mom even say I'm not the same. I'm too serious. Yeah. I'm too strict. I'm too disciplined. You no, know, like, like this year, I did 11 days without eating. Or only thing I did was drink water for 11 days straight just to see if I can do it. Mm-hmm. You Black know, power. <laughs> you are definitely what we need. Black power, King. Yeah, now that's what, that's what the military do for you. It make you disciplined like that. You know what I'm saying? It make you, make you want to form a unit, make you not go home the same way twice. Go nowhere the same way. Yeah, I never go home the same way. You know, sometimes I get on the freeway and just get off on certain exits because you don't never know who's watching you, who's following you, you know, especially if you're into black power and black nationalism and you're trying to unite and and, and do something against the system. Because, first of all, I don't agree with the Bible, but I would say this. Give Caesars back to Caesar with his Caesars. This is his system. Give it back to them. We don't need this. Oh, I say <laughs> we're gonna have to, to me, man, now, we should be training. Now that's where it's gonna start, man. We're gonna do the system up, man. And that's where we're gonna it's gonna we, it, it, we're gonna just give it up in mass. In mass, we're gonna give up the system. You know what I mean? And it's gonna force us because they're already forcing us into it by the closing down to the schools and stuff like that. They're forcing us into a situation where we're gonna have to do what you say, but we're gonna have to be training on a regular basis. The education is gonna consist of training. Um, growing food, building, training, building, Botany. growing food, you know what I'm saying? It's going, that's what it's going to consist of. We need military science. We need botany. We need medical. We need uh, uh, poli- not even politics. We just need military science, botany, medical, carpentry, stuff that cover our basic necessities first. I mean, what is the point having all this I mean, I don't even watch Sarnetta. I don't even go, like, half these lectures that these cats be doing because how is this helping me? Having all this knowledge and we can't feed ourselves. All Mm. this knowledge, we don't make our own clothes and shoes. All this knowledge, right? How come, like, it's a white dude who was on Calcot 9 News and he made a um, first airborne drone for uh, for people to sit in their own drone and and fly. It gets up to 10 minutes. Why are we not doing our own stuff? I mean, we got all these people who are scientists who got degrees in civil engineering and manufacturing engineering. Like, why are they not using this stuff to help us? Because they're really look at it, brother. We, we, we can't. Not just that. Anytime you become a doctor or a master's degree or a Ph.D., you have to join some kind of Greek fraternity. That I came to a knowledge of. My boy, he just got married uh, two months ago. Oh, yeah. No, last month he got married. Last month, and his wife is is a PhD, and she's part of a Greek fraternity, and she's a Christian. Yeah, well, I, I told her. I said, "That don't even make sense. How are you gonna be a Christian and part of a Greek society? That don't even make sense. You're going against your own um doctrine." <laughs> I mean, anybody knows anything about the uh, Greek society? That's ruled by Satan. They worship Satan, Satan. I mean, I don't understand. How can you even profess that? But I digress. But they got, you know, they got to be. They got, <laughs> no, I'm saying that's that. That's that inner circle. They always, they always need that. Uh, what they call the fifth column. That's the people to keep in check. And the people to keep the rest of the Negroes in check is, is that um, the the uh, people for the fraternal orders and shit like that. That's why you. I would even say a lot of doctors, a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, are 
they all, especially if they're African, they all part of fraternal order. The alphas, um, deltas, um, as for men, they uh, they even uh, have messianic fraternal police in California, Los Angeles. Messianic fraternal police. I saw them coming down the burial and coliseum about six months ago. Dude was dressed like a full police officer with the four stars and everything. And he was driving a Chrysler 200, excuse me. And I saw the police lights, and I saw the Messianic Fraternal Police, and I saw the license plate. So I tried to hurry from following and take pictures. This nigga, he got the hell out of Dodge. He saw I was trying to record him, and he got the hell out of Dodge. Because I was trying to call some of the scholars and let them know what they were saying in the lecture is true, because I just seen it. The Messianic Fraternal Police. Fraternal Police, yes. Now my dad, my dad, um, he delivers. He drives. You know, he delivers. You know, like he got his own little hustle. So, and I want to say in Bel Air, somewhere in Bel Air or Malibu, up in the mountains, you have a society where it's number rich folks, and you cannot be in there unless you're famous, like a football player, baseball player, actor, something like that. That's the only, and 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 that is by invite. So, I was telling Brother Little, I said, well, maybe we should have a black power secret society. We we got to screen people, man, because I'm starting to notice it's, it's the white man's problem, but it's the sellout. It's the bigger problem. <laughs> Every time we get a plan formulated and, and ready to execute, it's somebody selling us out. And we need to catch these sellouts and make them examples, hold them up to the damn uh, uh, computer screen and say, next time you sell out, this is what happens to you and blow their brains out or whatever the case may be. I don't give a damn. But they got to be an example because we got way too many sellouts. Man, you know, you, you, well, listen, brother, ain't nothing that you're saying that seems like it's out of tune with the, with, the, um, with the things and the thought of the brothers here and the family on feet on the ground. You know, uh, right here in our own community, we that's something that I, I think that we all should be working on. That's what we're working on. You, you know, uh, like I said, we're working on that right here. We're working on it right here. We're working on our own thing. It's something that has to be on everywhere. You got to tighten the ranks up. You know what I'm saying? And really scream. We done had to already let one go already. He's already acting goddamn. Nope. It's time for you to go. So you know, and we ain't even let nobody get in. We haven't even put the put the situation down where you can get in so deep. We too deep right now. We we two men deep. We got a third who he he he, he you know he done been put on to the set. He done been put on to the set. But you know what I mean, right now we are going real slow because people, you know what I mean, people got affiliations that we can't deal with. You are affiliated with the new Black Panther Party? Can't deal with you. Uh, that's why I was telling um, me and the brother was talking, and I was telling him. Uh, I noticed when I came back home in 2011 that uh, if you join an organization, you're compromised because if the organization uh, mess up and you affiliated, and, and if you got like uh, if you've been infiltrated, that makes you look a certain way. Now I don't know how people feel about. Uh, the uh, Black Liberator uh, writers, whatever, but it was a tribunal put out, and I was told about it because at, at first I wanted to join it, 
and and somebody came to me and told me not to join it, and they showed me why. And then I said, well, damn, I'm going to check out the new Black Panther Party. And then that polite and Malik Zulu Shabazz stuff went down. So that, that And then there's a video going around who killed Khalid Muhammad, and they got Malik Zulu Shabazz, and they got Dr. Farrah Gay implicated in his death because they said Khalid Muhammad was so smart, it would be almost impossible for them to do that to him. It had to be somebody close. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he was dating a girl named Ambush. Now, she cleaned up the scene when he died. Mm-hmm. Why would she clean up the scene? Why would she let him Why would she let him lay in his own feces and piss on the floor for 12 hours? Overnight. For real. Mm-hmm. Who spent years working for some uh, Israeli Jews at their shoe store and supposed to have ties to uh, T.D. Jakes. And also, Dr. Khalid Muhammad, the last person house he went to was Malik Shabazz. Right, and not, that that, and not just that. And not just that. If you think about it, Dr. Farrah Gay ain't getting off on this one either. Now, I'm a 100% integral, honorable man. I would never go against my parents. If my parents say they ain't fucking with you, you my goddamn enemy. How mm-hmm. can Dr. Farrah Gay be at the Hillary Clinton thing knowing that his father hated those people? Yep. He might as well just go spit and piss on his father's grave. Right. Ain't no amount of money on this world. Ain't no food. Ain't no woman that bad enough to make me turn against my own parents. I don't give a damn what it is. Like, uh, and like you said, you know, all that the name change and all that stuff. I, I would be okay. You change the name, you know, because you didn't want to have Farrakhan on your name, whatever. But all that shit with the Clintons and 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 some of his some of those homosexual type. Uh, uh, overtone that he put on, yeah, that he put on on information, and also the blatant disrespect to not even mention his father in so many interviews, but to speak as though he did not know his father and he grew up as some child in the project. In Chicago, so, yeah, yeah, just really. shit. And then That's here's the, another thing too, man. Cold. Man. How did you become a millionaire at 14 years old and then you can't explain how you did it? He's talking about he sold stuff from house to house. Man, that's oh, shit, that man. bullshit. And see, the thing is, is Collins he sold rocks. He said he Collins, sold rocks. Collins already had him set up. Now, that's the one thing that Collins has Farrah already, he has little Farrakhan already uh, smart about getting money. So he already had him really investing and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say that he didn't have no bread. But the way he came up with the story for how he got the bread, now, nigga, you done lost your goddamn mind, man. I sold rocks. I, I took lotion and poured lotion from one bottle to another bottle and filled up bottles of lotion and then started selling extra leftover lotion to niggas. I said, this boy, boy. If that's the case, huh? man, we, I, should, I should be rich now. <laughs> I mean, these people think we really stupid, man. They actually think... Listen, listen, man. I made a Facebook post, and, and I, I just want to read y'all the post if, if, I, if y'all oh, allow me. Shit. All right, go ahead, bro. All right, this is what I said. I said on the Facebook post, let me say this. Now, if you, and now I know you're intelligent. You got common sense. We in 2015. We have advanced technology so much that machines can convert any water into drinking water. We in California next to a body of ocean. They have water trucks that ship water from other states. We got pipelines to irrigate water. How can California be in a fucking water drought? 
then when you look at the um expo and, and when you actually look at the actual who owns fresh water and all these um um companies that purify water, like in Paraguay, Bush family, thirty four percent. And then the rest is owned by foreign bankers and they brought they have water barns and they buy up all the fresh water. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's all about control over resources and commodities. You know, I want to live off the grid, right? And state of Florida is it is illegal to live off the grid. State of Texas and California are on the books, and their argument is when you live off the grid, you're not using the um, government facilities, so they're yeah. losing out on tax money. They lose they losing out on economics, so you're hurting the economic system. This is their argument. Yeah, that's the, that's one of the other things that they they start in, in Connecticut. They say you can't collect rainwater. Yeah, even in Indianapolis. Yeah, in Indianapolis, or you cannot collect uh, rainwater. Yeah, you uh, can't certain states they can't even farm. Yeah, you like, can't live without electricity. They they be like, yo, you can't you can't have your electricity on. No matter what, like solar power you do, you got to still have your shit connected to them. And it's like this: who in the fuck gives them the right? They didn't create this planet. They they did not make uh they didn't create human beings and animals. Who the fuck gives them the right to tell us what we can or cannot do? That's why I'm saying like, who makes the white men pay? What taxes do they pay? What justice do they pay? Who they answer to? Now, yo, you know that's it's so it's so funny shit, right? Is I'm telling you, I put that I, I I sent that little video out from that motherfucking Jew that that um interview Abel Abraham Finkelstein, Rabbi Abraham Finkelstein, Rabbi. Uh, and the rabbi, the rabbi, the rabbi said, "Yo, we getting like he was like basically saying we getting money every way that we can because ain't nobody told us that we can't get this money like that." They was they were talking about on the side of different foods, like on a lot of different foods, you see a little K up there with a circle that means that this is kosher or whatever, or you might see a little U up there. And he was letting, and it's basically a tax that the Jews figured out how to tax food. So they put their little label up there and tax everybody, make everybody pay a tax to them for the food, saying that, you know, just to put their stamp up there for no other reason. They ain't making sure that shit kosher or nothing like that, but they're doing distribution. So they stamp on shit, and you got to pay them a tax. And and they was like, yo, well, we do it because we'll say we can't make money off of, excuse me, feeding our cattle. And guess what? And capitalism is evil. I was telling brother uh, earlier uh, this week we should go back to bartering. That's more of an honor system and an honor way of doing it. Because when you have capitalism, somebody has to be on the bottom. Yeah. And to, unfortunately, it's us. us yeah. you got to have somebody capitalism in, inside the world as a capital. Somebody has to be capitalized upon. <laughs> and that is not righteous, and that's not my art, and that's not African. You know, you got some scholars going around teaching, talking about it is African. I don't see how that's African. That's not my art. What, the capitalist system? Capitalism. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that's crazy. I ain't going to name no names, but I'm just going to say a scholar had told me that, and I, ever since then I stopped fucking with him. Yeah, nigga said that he's bugging out because how could it – how can you, how, listen, man, you're supposed to get paid off the fruits of your labor. You know what I'm saying? You gain off the fruits of your labor. Capitalism, man, I don't, you don't gain off the fruits of your labor, no matter how hard. I was saying this earlier. 
you can have a forty hour week job. You can go in and you still broke. Yeah, no, no, listen, right? You can work forty hours a week, no matter what. That eight fifty, ten dollars, fifteen dollars an hour is set. It doesn't matter how hard you work that hour or don't work. That's it set. So you could be busting your ass harder than everybody else. No matter what, they all gonna get the same goddamn price. That means that you're not getting paid on the food for your motherfucking labor, man. Well, I would say this: it's, it's racism inside the uh, wage system because the same job that you're doing, a white person may be getting paid triple that amount. Yeah, true, true, true. That's one of the reasons why. Well, that's one of the reasons why they start shutting down this manufacturing here because of that. Because white people would get paid triple that amount. And, and see, and, and, and I didn't really think about it like that. And so listening to the Jew talk about capitalism and talk about money, about how it really is. He said, we don't have no reason to pay the Gordian. And, he and, and well, here's the thing. They're not Jews. They're Jewish. They're, they're yeah. still Europeans. They're not Jews. Yeah. The real Jew is Dr. Is Dr. Ben, Falaja Jew. Yeah, no, I just use the term... In the colloquial sense, exactly how he used it. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. It's just that they take everything from us, and, and, and they act like they created it. Yeah, you know, even, I, I, when you study, even when you study uh, Christianity, the original Christianity, right, it wasn't even called Christianity. It was, it was, uh, it was from the Israelites, and it, they have, it's nothing like what the Greco-Roman Byzantine Empire has constructed. Through the you know through the Constantine of Constantinople and Berlin and all that other stuff, those those oh, people because the original Christians was called uh, Christians in Syria Antioch and yeah, all that, that stuff. Oh, look, that's, yeah, much, that's all, yeah, that's Bible history. You know, the original ones I would say would be the Monophysite uh, Copts. Mm-hmm. The Melkite Coptics. Okay, yeah, no, the yeah, yeah, no, but that's that's still. Okay. That's yeah. still European, man. Like all that stuff. Not the Melkite Coptics. The Melkites wasn't. There was them was the Africans who yeah, actually man. created it for the Europeans. That's the ones who actually created it for the Europeans. The Melkites. Well, I was talking about the ones in um, Nubia, Kush, the Israelites. That how can I explain? I I know what you're talking about, but I'm talking about a little bit before that. But I'm talking about the white people got their hands on it and then twisted it and gave it back to us. Most people in America are Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so indeed. So indeed. Not even, forget America, the Caribbean islands. Most of them are Christians. Yeah, no, yeah, they definitely, they Catholics out in the Caribbean islands. They mostly Catholics are are like. It's the same thing, because I told you the Catholic Church. Consider everybody. Oh yeah, you're right. Catholic, Catholic yeah, consider Christians and and Muslims Catholics. They all consider. Oh uh, yeah, people here yeah, they they mad Catholic down there. And what the other shit? A lot of them. A lot of things that pop up down there is like Seventh Day Adventists and Jehovah Witness. A lot of that pop up down there. Now I would say this: the only good thing that I see that came out of that Seventh Day Adventist and stuff like that is discipline and order, but it's still poison. Yeah. I said that earlier today about the Jehovah Witness. I said, you know, the one thing about the Jehovah Witness is they at least come outside. <laughs> they at least come outside and try to, you know, and try to walk the streets, you know. They <laughs> don't agree with their ideology, but they still have this, this spirit of coming out to try and whatever to help their people. 
I don't agree with what the hell they trying to get to people. And here's the poison with Sardinetta in them. Because all that stuff, discipline and all that good stuff comes from Africa. I don't see the warrior spirit inside the comedic, uh, uh, I, I haven't seen it. Nobody teach comedic science uh, from a warrior justice perspective. I even, like out here in California, I even asked Dr. Mary Kyra, I said, man, can we um, one time talk on justice? Because it's like, this comedic stuff is hold hands, kundalini, and vibrate. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like, get yeah, that shit out of here, man. Yeah, man, that shit ain't going to work over here. We ain't trying to raise your chakras over here. If you try to get your chakra raised, they don't, don't come over here. Cause we, um, That's what I was telling him. I was like, can we talk on justice? Can we talk on warrior spirit? Because it's like, I don't, I've never seen a homosexual person that was in the nation of Islam or Seventh day Adventist. But in California, if you go to Simply Wholesome, if you go to Stuff I Eat and all these little um, black spots, you will see gay people holding hands, kissing each other with unk tattoos, um, dreads, dressed up as commissions, and they're gay. They were white. Like today, I was at Stuff I Eat. It was a man, it was a white man and a black woman. And the black woman, uh, she had dress, she had an unk chain on, and the, and a white dude had an unk tattoo with dress on. And they was all hugged up. I'm like, this is not comedic, man. This is not my art. Uh, man, that, you know what I'm saying? That's, uh, I don't know, that's that religion they got, man. They're not turning this shit to, you know, they turn anything into a religion. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they not trying to understand, they're not turning history. And true religion. That's what happened. History has become a religion. You know, we look into African history to find our way back to our regular selves, and they took in what we found and turned this shit into a uh, into a religion. religion period. And what about this? Here's a thought: What if we all somehow unite and get rid of the white folks? Then we can sit down and iron out all the facts on what's the truth and what's not the truth. Because right now, that that conversation on what's the truth and what's not the truth—that's for free people. That's for people who are liberated to talk about and debate. We don't have that kind of luxury. Who got the luxury? <laughs> no, no, like I said, man, we just got to make up our own truth and roll with it. Like, all right, you know what? That's what it is, man. Fuck that. All of them. That's all the enemy. We're not the enemy. Let's get all of them. That's the truth. All right, let's roll with that truth, a simple truth that we all can deal with and move forward. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I created on Facebook. It's twenty. It's up to 22,000 um, invites, and it's one, and it's only 1.2 thousand people saying they're going, and it's like maybe 140 people saying maybe, and, and people are declining and left and right. they saying it's, it's racist, it's hate. To, to want to separate is is evil to uh to post yeah, pictures of black people getting lynched and all this stuff. I said, wait a minute, how's our oppression and struggle hate? That's the truth. How is separating from the white people hate? I mean, if you in your house and you got a wife and children and you converse, can't no neighbor come tell you about your family. So likewise, mm-hmm. black people can't no other fucking nation tell us how to deal with each other and what we need to talk about and what we need to do. I say. I say on that. No, you, that, that's real shit right there. That's why you can't have that's why you can't have honest conversation with a bunch of crackers around. Because these motherfuckers gonna be trying to interject 
a goddamn thought on so what the fuck should be said, how you should say it, whether or not you're right or wrong. I mean, they can't do any when you trying to, you want to make decisions on what the fuck we going to do with black folks. You can't make decisions <laughs> with black to me. That shit happened to me a couple uh, months back. I said, is your name LaGrace? And the lady said, I mean, was it a lady or a dude? He was like, no. I said, shut the fuck up. I'm talking to my mama. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, family business is not meant for everybody. Man. Everybody. Yeah, it's not meant for everybody. And we allow to me. And that's the thing what you're saying about the traders. And then... A lot of our people are what we call agent by proxy because they got the program running in them so hard that they don't even understand they're doing traitorous shit. They just come up with this shit. You're like, what the fuck is you doing? You know there's some traitorous shit, right? You know that you shouldn't have this crackhead right now. Oh, but look, man, we're all humans. Ain't we all humans? We all come from Africa. No. Okay, from Africa. And, you know, you got to start question. What the fuck told you all that? But listen, I was listening to the goddamn uh, Sarnetta show. They said everybody from Africa. That's yeah. what I'm saying, man. Like, that Sotnetta shit, first of all, Sotnetta is giving Hebrew Israelites a platform to even get exposed to everybody. Listen, when I first came home 2011, 2012, and I would say maybe the beginning of 2013, that Hebrew movement was not shit. With nobody even own that shit. We seen them outside and we kept walking past them. Ever since Sotnetta been blowing them up, now all of a sudden everybody's a fucking Hebrew, man. You go to Lamert Park, Black they out there with they. I'm like, man, that shit is Black. trash. First of all, how can you use the white man's weapon to free yourself, man? That's like going Come to your enemies to ask them to buy your bullets. Man, get the fuck out of here with that, man. Yo, yo, that's it. You, you hit the right point. You hit the right point before this shit. Nobody even knew who they was. Yo, man, I used to see them niggas be laughing at them. They ain't say too much of shit to them. I knew some old Hebrews who used to be Hebrews. My uncle used to be Hebrew. All I knew was old Hebrews who used to be. Nobody was a current Hebrew, and the only ones that was current, you you rarely see them. They were sketching and scratching around every once in a while. But then, after this, I didn't have homeboys that I deal with, man. They out here on the block. They just come to me. Oh, man, you know we really Hebrew Israelites. Man, where the fuck you get that from? You know, somebody argued with me today on Facebook and talking about we are not Kushites, and you're not a Kushite, you're a Hebrew. I said, how in the fuck are you going to tell me my lineage? My mom's side of the family is from Ethiopia, Sudan. We have the slave records. We have the DNA from Ant- We have the DNA records and the slave records, which cost seven thousand dollars. I'm a Kushite. How are you gonna tell me my history? My dad's dad is from Nigeria. Hmm. Black power family. I got my Kushite shirt on right now. I got my Kushite shirt on right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if, if 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 like, how can you use a book? And talking about the prophecies in a book, like the dude was arguing with me. I said, dude, there's a video called Naga to Nigga by Dr. Eugene Adams. It came out in maybe 2006 or five. And in that video, they show you on the temple walls in Asia the same prophecies that the Bible has, but only in detail. People uh, at, the, at the club, people eating beans, people. The joint at Anchor Wat. Anchor Wat. It's, it's the joint from Anchor Wat. Right. And then. And in Mexico, I've been to Mexico. I've been to the uh, Mayan ruins. They have the same prophecies there. So I'm like, how can somebody use the Bible and talk about we fulfill? I mean, that shit is trash. Man. Yeah. Them niggas was writing that shit while they were growing up on. That shit about, oh, oh, oh. 
trades on both. Yeah, yeah, we got them on both right now. Put that in there. Yeah, yeah. But that's just that. It's called predictive prophecy in the military. What happens is in the military, this is one strategy that I remember from war class. You will write down what you're going to do, then you announce it. Mm -hmm. You keep announcing it. And then when you carry it out, it looked like divine prophecy or revelation. Already. <laughs> that is a military strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the brothers would say that media is, is one of the greatest weapons in warfare because I forget the actual um, Nazi saying, I don't know if it's Stalin or Hitler, one of those two was saying, if you uh, keep telling what you're going to do, people is going to eventually believe it or or grow, ignore it. They're not going to even notice it. If you keep doing it to them, they're not going to notice it. Mm-hmm. If you notice the murders is just happening to us now, people are, are desensitized. This one lady cussed me out on the phone and hung up the phone on me because I told her they can only do to us what we allow them to do. She said, they write the laws. They control the land. I said, that's because we allow them. If you got niggas talking about fuck this shit and start laying shit down, they can't put everybody in jail. They can't kill everybody because they need that labor. They need, they need somebody. White people can't create. Only we can create. They have, um, if you look at the Mayo Clinic or WebMD, you can look on there and you can look up different vitamins. And if you're deficient in certain vitamins, you may have, uh, uh, physical um, deficiency or, or mental deficiency. White people are deficient in um, vitamin D and, and certain other stuff because they don't have that much melanin and their eyes can't really absorb from the sun. So with that being said, they cannot create. They need us to create. And they can all that they can do is monetize what we do. And we allow them. Blackamore, Iggy Azalea, Eminem, Paul Wall, all mm-hmm. these motherfuckers that's white and, and hip-hop why is it that black music, we got to give away for free mixtapes and shit like that and do shows? I never heard of a, a, a pop mixtape or a country mixtape. There's okay, no now. rock and roll mixtape. They don't have to do stuff for free. You know what I'm saying? They, they, um, even though we got gangster rap, and I don't agree with all of it, but nobody puts rock and roll uh, on the same pedestal. Nobody say, well, look at rock and roll. That shit is demonic. They talking about singing. I mean, what's this, Metallica? Uh, they got a song singing to Satan or some shit. I, I heard it's in the military. Like, I know all this white music because that's all they played was that white evil shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And when I finally got my rank and I started playing my Dr. Dre, they quickly uh, took my shit off. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, man, all that Metallica and all the motherfucking Guns and Roses and all them crackers, them crackers be talking, all that stuff. Death metal, man. That shit ain't even rock and roll. That shit is heavy metal. You motherfuckers be going crazy, and they go crazy. They talking straight murder, death, kill. They sound like murder, death, kill. You know, like, even for instance, if Brother Polite, because I heard he be in Hollywood, he don't come to South Central at all. And he was blocked for coming to Karaz. He was blocked for coming to the center. And he can't come there. But if he actually knows these tax deeds and liens like that, then what is the problem him taking $10,000 and getting land for the black power people or black movement, and we all go to that land and start building it up? Now, if the Nuwabian Morris was really a nation, Malachi's D. York, right, that is 
how come they don't take them take him out of the American government system and deal with him themselves? Why did they need the CIA? Why? How did the CIA even get on the land? If they're a nation, don't you got a military? The reason why I bring this up, man, because like the Moors and stuff, they always talking about all this uh, nation, this and nation that, and it's like, do y'all have medical facilities? Do y'all have houses for us? Do you have clothes, education? You have everything that it takes to be a nation. And like some Moors try to tell you to become a Moor and denounce the American system. It's like, I'm a veteran. Like, why would I give up my medical and all this stuff to get nothing? <laughs> okay. And, and, brother, they run that game to, to then slap you with 